Ooh, are you going to put me on the spot and make me do a tier list of all my friends? I'm just saying. You have, list. I'm just saying. Steven. You have your best friends. You have Caleb's your, a solid B tier. You, you definitely have. <laughs> and now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan. Raider. And then that with Anakin, you know, kind of duplicating the Luke Skywalker role, but you see the echo of where it all is going to go. And instead of destroying the Death Star, he destroys the ship that controls the robots. Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme, mm -hmm. every stanza kind of rhymes with the last one. Hopefully it'll work. Welcome back to Star Wars Therapy, where we talk about Star Wars and, and life. life. I'm Alex. I'm Steven. I'm Caleb, but I'm a younger version of myself. I'm baby Caleb. Yes, Caleb has Caleb. removed his illustrious Amish uh, in, in tone beard uh, from his face, and now it is a thick scruff. And uh, Caleb, I didn't know where your chin began uh, before, but here it is. I, have, I hate it's, it. Your it's beard, unexpected. Steven. It's unexpected. Your beard is thicker than mine, and I hate it so much. <laughs> it changes the power differentiation of our friendship <laughs> so much. Of the podcast, of the friendship. Steven, <laughs> I have known Caleb my whole life, and I remember times, many, many years, where he did not have a beard. But I cannot remember what his face looked like. I completely understand. <laughs> Whenever I picture Caleb, it's just, uh, well, I was going to say modern, but I guess uh, pre-modern, which yeah. is the past. Uh, <laughs> Before modern pre, era. Pre-modern uh, Caleb's beard. <laughs> just long and scruffy. Well, I had to do it. I had to shave my beard. Because that's what Obi-Wan does in this. Obi-Wan doesn't have a beard in this movie. So I have to be like Obi-Wan. Is that it? Is that's that, that's is that the transition. Okay, but where's the rat tail? Yeah. Listen, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> so uh, Your hair's long enough. You're just not committing to the bit. Yeah, here's my here's my thing, Caleb. I will say it was not upsetting when I saw your beard trimmed. Like, let's put it this way. I was around 10 or 11 when my dad first shaved his mustache and then, like, showed me what his actual face looks like. I was 11. I should not have cried. I absolutely <laughs> cried. And I was upset for, like, a number of days. You, however, not upset with it. I was yeah. just like, huh. I've I now know a part of Caleb I didn't know before, and that I'd rather no one ever know again. Which is why <laughs> a razor is never touching my face. This is why this I have hair scruff will for never days. be trimmed. Yeah, <laughs> I already got a job in corporate America. They're gonna have to fire me over this crap. <laughs> that's how didn't I feel you get about the my job with the beard though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I wore my nose rings and my ear my my nose ring. I, I'm not sitting here with like 50 million rings in my face. <laughs> You're just over here I, looking like Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> Head coming in. <laughs> I'd like to do admin work. No, that's why I, I wore that to my job interview because I was like, look, you're going to hire me like this or you're not going to hire me. Yeah. Like, I'm not changing for this. No, the number one question people at my old job asked me was, no, do you have to cut your hair for your new job? And I'm like, no, uh, my boss has longer hair than I do, so we're good. No, it's 2023. Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> it is 2023, which means we aren't doing commentaries for the original. That was so last year. And we ran out of movies. Now we go back to the year 1999. Good the excitement year. is in the air for Good a new year. Star Wars movie. George Lucas is fumbling around in his office, unsure of where he is. And he goes, oh, I've got some sticky notes and there's a lot of they fight. And I, I, I just want to say. hope they make a move. Oh, look, it's out. S tier <laughs> transition. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. That were that was perfect. I was legit proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ruined it. 
<laughs> no, you didn't ruin it, Stephen. You okay, added cool. a little flair. Thanks, man. But yes, we're watching 1999's The Phantom Menace, the first Star Wars movie to come out in our lifetimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beginning of what many people called the end, but I would say every movie from here on out in this trilogy gets better. And that's the great thing about the prequels. So we'll start from the bottom, and by the time this year's over, we're going to end on my favorite Star Wars movie. Let's go, baby! I thought you were going to say we're going to start from the bottom, and by the time this year is over, now we're here. (laughs) (laughs) This episode brought to you by Drake. (laughs) Please don't. There. Never mind. (laughs) There are many accusations flying at this time. (laughs) Star Wars Therapy and Associates does not support Drake. Uh, Alex, would you like... We would like to professionally distance ourselves from the artist known as Drake. (laughs) Hashtag Rip X. Uh, (laughs) Alex, would you like to give us a countdown? Uh, Okay, countdown from what? Uh, uh, Whatever you choose. Guys, we are on Disney+. Plus. We have the timestamp to zero or zero colon zero. Zero dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Which Which is what we are making from this. And if you would like to support us on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Set up a Patreon for us. Um, Set up a Patreon and then give us money. Anyway, but once once Alex counts down from the arbitrary number that he will decide, I will hit play. You guys will hit play. And then we'll have a good old time. Pie nine. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's too silly, Stephen. Thirteen, <laughs> twelve, <laughs> eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, but and we have begun. Um, I will say, I will stop, and I'm being dead serious. If I hear one more scream, I will stop. Come and make on, us, that was perfect. And make I'm not going to keep doing it at the beginning. <laughs> if we are two hours into this with only Caleb, 17 minutes left, look, and Stephen tests me, we will go back, and you will be here for another Caleb, two hours. And look 17 over minutes. Stephen's <laughs> microphone right now and look into my eyes. Yes, sir. Do not threaten me with a good time. <laughs> that is one of my favorite. I think I said uh, donut. <laughs> do, donut threaten. Well, donut threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Episode one: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Turmoil <laughs> has engulfed the Galactic Republic. Uh, the the taxation. taxation and trade routes. Yeah, let's not go in order. <laughs> Hoping to... Great. So what are you two outlying star systems in uh, is in dispute? We Caleb. Don't, we don't need to read this. All we need to know is that this is about economics. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade you know what the, deadly battleship. You know what the originals needed? Economics. You know what I never expected to see in the crawl of a Star Wars movie? In the first three paragraphs of anything ever in a star wars trilogy the words congress and and taxation but two things i did not need anywhere near this franchise but but does the taxation have representation but does the dead speak (laughs) (laughs) hey we're two movies away we're two movies away from war war (laughs) There are heroes on both sides. What? The camera what pans does this down. Mean? You, you hear uh, Admiral Yolara and he's just like, War, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. The clones. <laughs> Tom Kane. Just... Oh, oh, my God. Can you guys. Okay. Like this. It's so weird to think 
this is the first shot that people saw of Star Wars in t- almost 20 years. Well, it, and yeah, it's just, some people, their lifetimes in theaters. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I mean, the CG in these scenes are not bad. Oh, I think this looks pretty solid. This is pretty solid. Yeah. It gets pretty bad later. Like, color-wise, it's a little bland. Oh, no. Uh, that oh, no, okay. never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. For 1999, that was not a terrible shot. No, no, no. It yeah, was, but it, it definitely did not. I was like, wow, those aren't real. <laughs> can, um, I just, can I just say, seeing a silver C-3PO, I was like, oh, my God, I would have loved C-3PO so much more had he been a different color. I don't know why it's Whoa. The, I, <laughs> oh, my oh God, my I realized God. how that just sounded. <laughs> Number one cancelable take of 2023. We at Star Wars Therapy and Associates would like to distance ourselves from our former podcast host known as Stephen Weeben. Drake, get in here. You're back on the team. <laughs> Drake comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I like to watch. <laughs> you know, I like the Liam Neeson. <laughs> he talks like his AI voice. <laughs> So, oh man, is that Obi Wan? <laughs> so we should we shouldn't do too much contrasting and comparing, but I do want to do it here. The beginning of Star Wars: A New Hope is a ship being boarded, and then there's a gunfight. Mm-hmm. The beginning here is a ship landing, and then some Jedi just talk for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. we do like we we all three like the prequels. But man, are there some boring parts. Yeah. Well, I think especially here, like the thing is too, uh, like we'll see in a minute, there, there are just so many weird choices made. So it's like, first off, and I'll just go ahead and address it here. I hate, all, I hate the Gungan, like just design and mannerism of speech. It's way too cartoony and like, I, I just weirdly offensive even though it's not a particular person i mean we'll get into it it is yeah. it is based <laughs> we, off of racial stereotypes we will yeah. talk about racism in this movie which speaking <laughs> of, we have seen the pneumoidians so if y'all want to play a drinking game take a shot every time there's a racial stereotype it'll happen three <laughs> that i can think of. three or four different times somehow this movie offends three or four different races and none of them are actually in the movie steven <laughs> like, i want <laughs> i want to applaud you because this movie is known for its uh racial stereotypes and somehow you beat George Lucas to the punch. (laughs) (laughs) You got way more racist way faster. I didn't even even mean it. On the one episode that we do every three months where we can't edit out things. Oh, see, I wouldn't. Oh, I think it's a great. I wouldn't edit that out normally. No, that's hilarious. You beat him oh to the God. racism. <laughs> okay, so here's my thing with this scene. One, they give them tea, and the Jedi are totally fine with that and don't question whether or not it's poisoned at all. You could have easily poisoned the tea. They took that easily. Then the poison gas fills up, and somehow Qui-Gon Jinn goes, the room is filling with poison gas. How do you know that? Did you smell the poison gas? Doesn't that mean you just breathed in the poison gas? Oh, no, he Steven. saw the establishing shot of the poison gas coming through the vent. <laughs> He's watching the, the editors same movie have declared. <laughs> Steven, the editors have it, declared that the, the room is filling up with poison gas. In all fairness, if you saw a comically green gas start pouring through the vents, <laughs> I think you would assume it's poison. I would assume the what's oh my gosh. Yeah, what's on his eyes? I, we we've already established in other shots that like they don't wear those. So like what is that guy's deal? It's also that you see someone cybernetic and for some reason they're making a silly little voice like and you're just like 
Stop. But was it racist enough? <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. We have a quota. We 90s, racism is over. We have a quota. <laughs> is this where we get the dash? <laughs> Sorry, I Wait, was trying to be quiet. Is this where we get the what? Oh, the dash. No, it might have already happened. I think uh, it already happened. Oh, and, no, and of course, no, no. It doesn't happen yet. Okay. Really? Well, you okay. Know, I think it hasn't happened is yet. Is it at this corridor then? Yeah. Is it oh, because yeah, of that one droid? <laughs> I've got to get great. away quickly. <laughs> <laughs> then he does like a, a buff in Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, uh, he just he just he ups does, his speed to 300%. Yeah, he just <laughs> does the bloodhound step. Just <laughs> This iTunes visually, visualizer behind the... <laughs> oh, my God. I love that as a kid. I don't know why. Dude, okay, so real quick. So, obviously, we kind of go into this movie with, like, a little bit of a stigma of going, like, there were two very stark reactions when this movie came out. And I think that they came from two very particular... Oh, my God. <laughs> I love, too, that they do that exactly once in this yes. trilogy. Oh, <laughs> never again. There's yeah. a similar move in the uh, two, 2019's Charlie's Angels. Oh, my God. What? Really? Caleb. That is the only thing that has ever made me want to see that movie. Why have you not told me that? Uh, because it's a bad movie. And I, I mean, don't want yeah, you to but see that it. sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. Uh, who? I'm sorry, not Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler and Elizabeth Banks look exactly the same to me. So, like, it, yeah, it, because yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, the thing is, is like, uh, it, I, I always get them confused. But like, Elizabeth Banks recently said she was like, I want to direct the new Supergirl movie, and I was like, please don't. Like, She's directed. Two movies. I mean, Cocaine Bear is coming out. I have hopes for Cocaine I, Bear. Well, apparently, but... if it does well, she'll make Cocaine Shark. So let's hope that it <laughs> Wait, happens. Wait, really? Apparently, <laughs> That's yes. a thing? Apparently. Wait, isn't Cocaine Bear, like, actually based on something? Yeah, though? something that happened it's in our in good Tennessee. old state of Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, like... Cocaine, did Cocaine Shark happen? Well, okay, <laughs> I don't know. But what happened with Cocaine Bear was that a bear what ate a brick of cocaine. <laughs> no, a, br- a bear... Our top story tonight, what happened with Cocaine Bear? <laughs> a bear ate a brick of cocaine and died. That's all that happened. Oh, so, so it didn't go on a murderous rampage? No. <laughs> it overdosed immediately. It, it did not, quote-unquote, wreck shop. Um, well, that's why like, we have fine cinema to, <laughs> to, to repair the history. Um, it, 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 yeah, we can thank so many movies for that. I'm so glad. Um, anyway, uh, no, but coming so coming into this movie, like obviously, I think the two different reactions that people got out of this movie is like I feel like some people were like, "Oh my god, this is awful," but I feel like so many people were just so excited that Star Wars were back. Similar to how a lot of people reacted when Force Awakens came out, of just like not really critically viewing the movie you're just very excited that a thing you love is back which i think is a fair reaction fair very fair i definitely was one of those people it's just like i don't know how do we all feel about phantom menace generally now i think it's okay okay i think it's overhated i i I, I think it's i like there's definitely merit to how boring it is and i'm not gonna contest that but I think the good parts make it good. So. It has it has its moments. It's obviously a very good looking movie, which we'll talk about more as we go on. But man, is it boring. I would probably never choose to watch this if I wasn't doing it with someone. Absolutely. Because it's, it, it, you know, it's funny. We So just so you know, Caleb, me and Alex have come to this prepared because before... We watched the behind the scenes of Phantom Menace. I was and hoping my, you would do great, that. And my friend, my friend, we have some stuff to talk about oh because God, they absolutely so knew how god awful this thing was going to be before <laughs> I may have it gone came too out. Far in a few places. You mean the man who has not directed a movie 
You mean the man who has not directed a movie since 1977 yes, is going to come into this? Which they referenced directly oh, so after true. the first uh, screening of it because all of them are sitting there with their heads in their hands going, oh my God, what have I done? And then he, and then they talk about like, you can't remove any scenes because they're, they're intertwined into what's happening here and here. And then George Lucas and them cut. And the one guy, the one producer says, do you guys remember what it was like after that first Star Wars? This is how it felt. And then George Lucas says, well, <laughs> it's it's bold and it's designed to be that way. And uh, we can't change it, but we can diminish its effects. <laughs> so you're saying by that is the most HR way of saying, I mean, the movie's bad, but if we edit it hard enough well it'll I mean, be fine to, oh gosh oh, there he is oh no here we go birth of a legend i mean first off that shot where that shot where jar jar is introduced is terrible that may be the worst cg we've had in the movie yeah. <laughs> he's not blended at all into his environment because here's the thing the tanks look great having, and the forest looks pretty good and then jar jar is just like Meh. also have another shot because our, our jamaican uh minstrel stereotype is here yeah and we're about to get a whole lot more of them. So, a whole lot more. There's new offenses and old offenses and even more offenses. But I will say that Star Wars, when the original came out, and part of this was because, you know, a lot of Lucas's associates and friends saw the original cut before there was the good cut. But um, no one thought it would do well, everyone thought it would bomb. They did not Except think he for would Steven Spielberg. They did not think he would be quote Georgie with the good cut. Steven um, Spielberg was the only one of their like director. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spielberg was the only one of their like director group who thought that it had any potential. And he also like when you look at that director group of like Francis Ford Coppola and um and Brian De Palma, Spielberg's the only one who has like an idea of like a financially viable movie. Yeah, because mm. that's the thing. I think that like Spielberg, like what he's good at is making a movie that is pleasing. Yeah. In in terms of like beginning to end. I mean, look, will I ever watch Ready Player One again? No. Did I enjoy watching Iron Giant come out of Serenity while a Gundam was fighting with like the Spartans, the Ninja Turtles, and Iron Giant in the background. Yes, I'm I, fine with that. I don't care. It was fun. Like it's so funny you say that because I had the exact same takeaway from that movie where yeah. I was like, I think this is a little overhated. I think this is a pretty solid movie. I will never watch this again. Yeah, but it's I got fun. to see Master Chief and a few elites. That was yeah, cool. <laughs> exactly. You select the Halo. Oh God! <laughs> as we've established multiple times on this podcast, as I am obsessed, yes, I do like a Halo. You saw like in the Halo. Why did you say you so, Obi Wan? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Now we that are, is our word, Obi Wan. We are going to get one of the cooler environments in the prequels, in my opinion, with the Gungan City, and something that they could not do in the originals, like. The, in the 70s and 80s, the effects just weren't there to pull off the underwater city like we have here. Uh, I agree. I definitely agree. It's just like, I think at the time, obviously, I think, I think too, at the time, maybe something that kind of affected people's view of the movie was definitely just, I, I think, like, the newness of the effects. I think a lot of people probably came out of it, like, similar to... I will not go on a rant, I promise. I only say this because my two friends know my feelings. 
similarly to how people came out of Avatar and felt a relationship with the Navi and the environment, I understand from a technical point of view that that's cool, even though it's just Pocahontas. Anyway. Stop. It's uh, a good movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not Pocahontas. I, I have been silent. I have... No, hold on. Hold on. I have been silent about the Avatar franchise. For too long. For 13 years. Okay? And now... The second one's out, and everyone's coming around to really liking it and being like, hey, you know, this franchise actually holds up pretty well. It's very fun to watch. And I finally, finally get to talk about how good it is. Also, who cares if it's like Pocahontas if it's better? Because Pocahontas is a bad movie. Some might Avatar, say it's mid. Avatar is a... No, no, it's beyond mid. It's bad. Avatar is a good movie. <laughs> so Jar Jar Binks. I cannot <laughs> believe that I am Thank you, preferring Caleb. to talk about Jar Jar Binks in any situation no, I, whatsoever. I, I get but what here you we were, are. I get what you were saying. There is a connection to environments realized in a different way that is disconnected maybe from some other methods of criticism that people were having at the time. Right. And I think, too, it kind of depends. I mean, I think a lot of what depends critically is is how old you are when you take something in and what you get out of it at that time like for example like with the spider-man movies when i was a kid i saw the first Tobey Maguire spider-man when i was like five and so the thing is is that i took away oh my god a nerdy kid like me can can do great things and then like now as an adult i take away something completely different which is oh my god everything sucks um and you constantly have to try and then it's like but with this, I just remember the nostalgia of like watching it and being like, this is my Star Wars. This is the new Star Wars. This is, you know, not old Star Wars. It looks cool. Darth Maul's awesome. Like I watched this one a whole lot when I was a kid, but mm. I will be completely honest with you. I don't think I understood the plot and definitely I tuned. Oh, I don't think I understand the, the plot now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you this. I, uh, give me a timer you will get through the movie and then as soon as they get to Coruscant and start talking politics some kids playing with his action figures like five feet away it's just like nope yeah, you're for, for done me, with the movie at that point you know for me I, I saw this at my uncle's house when I was visiting them on VHS and immediately after I you watched were visiting, it you were your visiting uncle on VHS, VHS? yes um, immediately, <laughs> immediately old classic hit film <laughs> immediately after I watched it he's like what'd you think I'm like I liked it it was more Star Wars because that's all I wanted I I'd only seen the originals I just right. wanted more Star Wars and he's like cool you can have the VHS and I was like, wait, really? You're giving me this? He's like, yeah, I don't want it. And I never understood that till I was older. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, huh. and he probably didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And, you know, it's funny because I remember having the conversation with my dad at one point of going like, no, the newer Star Wars are better. And then my dad was like, no, they're not. <laughs> and then, like, I, I understand his point of view and I don't necessarily agree with it. I mean, like, from a purely objective point of view, like critical point of view like the old Star Wars movies are, are better, like absolutely. But it's just kind of like these are the ones I grew up with, though. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and for me, it's, for me, it's even more of like a whole era kind of thing. Where like, yeah, I mean, I'll even go as far as to say, you know, I I enjoy the originals much more. But like, I have such an underlying emotional like attachment to these. Yeah, absolutely. That, like, I'm like, yeah, they're kind of dumb, but also I really enjoy them. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of emotional attachment, this scene that's coming up with the the ship and and the the gigantic like uh angelfish, like I they there was a toy of it and I so vividly remember <laughs> it. 
Yeah, I so vividly I mean, remember, like, it had, like, the Wars, jaw but... that could open. Oh, there it is. Oh, And, like, look at that, the dude. jaw would open super, uh, like, big, and his teeth were super sharp, and, like, he would grab onto the ship, and it had, like, a little uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Jar Jar. And I, cool. I, my friend had it, and I never got to actually have one, but I was always like, can I play with that one whenever I was over? <laughs> I, think, I think there are a lot of quotable lines here, and one of them definitely is, there's always a bigger fish. There's always, there's a, bigger always fish. a bigger fish. And then, whoa, oh! And also just like <laughs> my Big favorite your teeth. <laughs> Big yeah, I forgot he said that. Oh my god. I do think there's something to be said about like you see Qui-Gon here and he's not as worried as Jar Jar because he's not comedic relief, but he is worried. And then you see Qui-Gon being like, eh, who cares? And like where Qui-Gon's at is where Obi-Wan's at in the original. So it's cool to see that contrast. Inter- you know, I never actually thought of it but like that. I think That's it's true. Pro- it's probably because like a lot of how I view this movie now is like from the absolutely botched production and like the fact that like it, it does feel I think the difference between what that original Star Wars would have done had it been allowed to come out in the shape that it was versus George Lucas just kind of having his way. Um and so I don't I, I don't know. It's so funny too that angelfish sequence only lasts like last not even a minute. No, yeah, yeah. it's very short. And that short. was like one of the most memorable parts of the movie. And I, wow. And, and, <laughs> I and it's that only resolved so because Godzilla shows up and eats it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think it's longer because like, what's it followed up by? Some Numoidians talking about plot. Oh, that's like, fair. Who cares? Really does, that's why you walk away from the movie and be like, dude, the fight with Darth Maul was awesome. Like... Man, I really love the seventh scene of the Numoidians being frustrated. Dude, oh, man. The force is so maxi big. <laughs> they are Numoidians. You're right. There are so many quotable lines in the scene. <laughs> the force is maxi big. The, my they, favorite is... leaking in here. That, my favorite is when Anakin looks at Qui-Gon and says, I'm so glad I'm not a slave anymore, sir. And he goes, you can call me master. <laughs> Kind of screwed up when you think about it like little, that, huh? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do a second draft of that scene. Never thought about that, did you? No, not, not once. I'm so glad I'm not in an indentured servitude anymore and I don't have my mom. What am I going to be doing? Following these religious I... paths for the rest of your life or becoming a cybernetic robot space Hitler. What? No, never mind. I <laughs> forgot Godzilla saves them twice. He's really on their side. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do get two of these fish scenes. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've just never processed that watching this before. And but we have yeah, booted up two the video them. game. Meanwhile, back at the Windows 95 home screen. But here's... <laughs> War. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was pointed out actually today. I was watching someone do their uh, Star Wars tier ranking, and someone pointed out all of the battle droid stuff in this in a modern movie today would be obscured by like smoke and grayness. Yeah. Nah, he just committed. He's like bright, vibrant. This is what we're doing. It makes me wish that um, Robbie Rod had been able to do. Sorry, Robbie Rodriguez. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Rodriguez. Robbie <laughs> Like, what if Robbie Rodriguez had been able to do a prequel movie? Like, that probably would have been pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the... Look, honestly, like, had had George Lucas just had more no people in the room because I mean like we watch the behind the scenes literally some yeah. people the <laughs> only just... the only like negative thing you get is some looks around the room of like are we all sure about this 
I, and like like there's one guy with a mustache in particular who's balding. He looks like Steve Buscemi wearing the worst toupee. I was just about to bring up. I'm still not overseeing Rickety Cricket. <laughs> yeah, Rickety Cricket <laughs> from Always Sunny. <laughs> Better yet, he looks like the. I mean, Caleb. I don't think you've seen the show. You might not know this reference, but in, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's a character who uh, is a priest that eventually just goes through so much trauma he becomes a crackhead. <laughs> And this guy looks like that character. And Dude, it's so funny. It, and and the thing is, he's constantly, when George Lucas is looking around, and at one point, George Lucas starts saying, it has to work. It's going to work because it's impossible. And then he kind of <laughs> looks around the room like, hey, guys, are we... Are we sure? And then, like, at some point later, it's an hour long, like, behind the scenes. At some point later, he does the same look of just, like, guys, I don't know about this. Like, (laughs) yeah, because, like, back in the day, he he was, like, part of the – he wasn't part of the new Hollywood movement, but he was friends with everyone there. And they were all ready to tell him how bad his ideas were. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, they delighted in it. We've got to kill these droids in order to assassinate the queen. So that's not what we're here for. Nope, we're going to do it. <laughs> so we're here to, nope, assassinate the queen. That's what they said. <laughs> but um, Master, I think we're supposed to protect the queen. What? No, assassinate. Well, she's dead either way. <laughs> the monarchy is an unjust hierarchy, Obi-Wan. <laughs> we need to tear it we down. We must introduce these people to democracy and take their oil. <laughs> George Lucas really wanted the Jedi to be to be Quite commentary. Um, well, and that's what I'll give these movies is like in some ways he well, I mean in a lot of ways he's trying new things, but these are far more political than the originals. Agreed, I think to their detriment, but I also think what's funny is that like this movie focuses so hard on it that eventually but and I think in a way this movie's trying to have more like I'm going to big the biggest quotations mature conversations about like politics and trade and taxation and blah, 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 blah. But it's like those topics are not interesting for what Star Wars is and you need big overarching themes. And I believe that that's what George Lucas understood and let other people handle more of the the politics of it. For example, the Bad Batch currently straight up had an episode talking about clone rights. Oh, yeah, that episode was dope. It was so good. And I'm just sitting there like, that's a legitimate point. And I'm so glad George Lucas did not try to address it. (laughs) Because the thing is, at the end of this trilogy, it's pure satire. Because it's like he's straight up quoting George Bush. Like, oh, yeah, my resolve has never been stronger. And then if you're not with me, you're my enemy. Both of those are taken exactly from George W. Bush. And it's just like, yeah, because you need an overarching, like, thematic kind of, I don't know, like, like stereotypical kind of thing to have in a fantasy kind of setting. I don't know. Um, I do really love the... Hope that made sense. I'm sorry. No, I think it does. Yeah, no, it's like... I was it's, like, it makes sense to me in my head. No, I think it did. Um, I do want to say, <laughs> I think. <laughs> thanks for the confidence. Quickly I'll, transitions into whatever he wants to talk about. No, no, about. no, it's all good. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say. No, I really love um, all the production design that goes into Naboo, Naboo because oh, it's great, it's yeah. just super opulent. And like those those Naboo, fighters, those fighters are not practical for a space battle but boy do they look good yeah and that's they're awesome all of we were talking about this before like the naboo starfighter is one of the coolest ships and i'm so glad that the mandalorian has one because i'm just like yes that sh- that ship was not used to its full effect and i'm very glad yeah i'm glad that he has one that's just basically modded out like a trans am <laughs> can-, <laughs> can we talk about how this guy just very casually was like 
There's the blockade. Yep. <laughs> Impending doom. <laughs> anyway. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. Oh, no. <laughs> we have to go through it. <laughs> okay. By the way, uh, speaking of me liking things because they're different colors, um, I absolutely, the red and silver, uh, like, uh, Astro Mac. Yeah. So mm-hmm. cool. And well, I love the blue and gold one, uh, yeah, too. Yeah, I was about to well, say the one rip, blue and gold because... one's so dope. Yeah, what? he gone. Ripped yeah, to but... both of them. Oh, I love. <laughs> They're <Bye>. dead. <laughs> that little droid did it. This is like, I'm not sure if it's because of the lines, because of memes, or because I've seen this movie way too much. I can like me and my girlfriend watched part of this uh, about a year ago. We quoted like the whole thing from start to about this scene, which is when we decided <laughs> to know, watch something better. <laughs> there's something I've realized about movies from my early, early childhood. Some of them, if they weren't. If, how do I put it? Cartoons have more of a division between like action and dialogue. Like a lot of the time in animated movies, it'll be an action sequence where you don't really have to pay attention to the dialogue and then focus dialogue scenes. I think a great example is like Iron Giant. Like, you know, it's a lot of talking for the most part. And if they're talking while doing something, they're walking. It's nothing intense. With, I had a lot of hearing problems when I was a child. And I actually couldn't speak till I was three years old um, because like I had so much speech problems that like I couldn't, everything sounded like it was underwater for the first three years of my life. And so I just feel like when I watched movies, I mean, this movie came out when I was four. So like by the time I watched it and absorbed it, I just don't think I was really like paying attention to the dialogue. And I more or less was just looking at the visuals. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, that's how I engage with this movie. I was like, Darth Maul looks awesome. Qui-Gon looks awesome. Therefore, he's a good character. And it's like, "Eh, not in this movie. I was like, oh, that's the Emperor, but he's like halfway invisible. Oh, big bad guy. Oh. I mean, there is... Satan. It looks so freaking cool. There is an effectiveness. And a lot of film professors will tell you this uh, when you're making a short film you want to have a certain amount of it where the audience can understand it if there is no dialogue. Now, some people take that and try to blow that up to an entire film, which I don't think works, because if you're going to have dialogue in the film, that also needs to be important. And for two hours, it's very hard to have a movie where you don't need any dialogue for context. I think it happens from time to time, like Mad Max Fury Road, I think, is a great example of that. But I think that there is, with action you still need to take that into account. It's like, how legible is this? How readable is this? Can we draw out like the themes and emotions from just what's going on between the characters? I mean, the the enjoyment of the action will only last so long. You have to understand why it's important. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, speaking of Mad Max Fury Road, that one does a great job because what you do for the first 30 minutes is you intro it with an action scene, you know it's going to be insane. And then you take a minute to go, all right, Here's Furiosa, here's Max, here's Morton Joe, here's his wives, she's taking them, now they're going, he's after them, he's bad guy, let's fight him. Action scene for the next two hours. Totally okay because you understand the context and how the characters are interacting with each other versus how they interacted earlier in the movie. Like, that's called an arc. Something that the Phantom Menace doesn't really have a whole lot of. Getting back to the movie, um, and <laughs> it's true. None of these characters really have an they, arc. They don't. Jar 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 No, Jar Jar is a bumbling idiot at the beginning, and he's a bumbling idiot at the end. No, and he's then, a bumbling idiot general in the end. Well, it, right. It's a it's a co- it's a comedy. And then he becomes a bumbling idiot senator at the end, otherwise known as a senator. Anyway, but no, it's a comedy of huh. errors. It's a comedy of errors with Jar Jar. 
because like he's an idiot who gets put in all these great situations which yeah. works for a side character but like Qui-Gon dies so we'll give him a pass Obi-Wan and Anakin and Padme the three of them the only thing that changes is their circumstances. Absolutely. Nothing mm-hmm. about them changes. Yeah, like Obi-Wan, oh no, I have to be the same guy I was, but with responsibilities. And it's like, Anakin is like, oh no, I have to be an indentured servant. I have a whole life of being an indentured <laughs> servant. Bit, and then Padme's like, oh, I have to be a senator and be undercover. This theme would repeat itself for the next two movies. Anyway. I have to hide that I'm a senator. I have to hide myself with Kira Knightley. Then I have to hide myself of being pregnant. Oh my God. Welcome back to Tatooine, folks. <sighs> Once again, exposition. The planet. We need a bland space in order for us to hang out and get to know each other. And by that, I mean uh, have more racial stereotypes. We need a cheap filming location so that we can pad out the majority of our action. Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> 134 degrees. <laughs> to Nevada! <laughs> How should we dress them? In heavy leather and big cloaks. <laughs> you know that that guy thought his character was going to be like in the next two movies. Yeah. And it absolutely yeah. is not. Hey, well, he's he in Attack of the Clones briefly. What? No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He's in the beginning with the ship. Or is no, it a different that's character? Not that's him. not him. That's the guy with the eye patch. That's not yeah, him. Yeah, I thought it was the same character. No, he just had an eye patch. Not is it the not same, him? No. Oh, not never mind guy. then. Hey, in three months, we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. <laughs> At the end of that, some phlegm definitely came up, and I'm so sorry for anybody listening. You know what this scene is missing? <laughs> a big dinosaur walking in front of the camera. Just right in the middle. Hey, George, if it wasn't a good Oh, my God. Walk, there we go. go. There it is. No, that's background. Yeah, it is in the background. We need, need it to be more in the foreground. Yeah. <laughs> George, if it's not a good enough idea to put in your prequels, you shouldn't retroactively put in. And take another shot because why hey. is here? Hey, Caleb, Caleb, he did the special edition before this. That's true. He, yeah, he that's learned true. from his mistakes. <laughs> you think someone looked at him and said, <laughs> this is the product of you, him learning from you, his mistakes. What if, okay, what if like you saw the behind the scenes of the special edition and you saw George just like sitting there on that scene and like it's all finished and it, like that awful shot of just everything going in front of them happens. And then he's like, wait a minute. Then he keeps going back and rewinding it and he goes, hang on a second. And it's wait yeah literally <laughs> like he starts doing the blade runner thing then he goes hmm. honey can you get in here and his wife comes in and she says what are the what is it honey and he goes remember the shot that you hated and she goes yeah and he goes what if what if they what if it was behind them she goes then i wouldn't hate it george okay I'll, <laughs> I'll think about it I remember I had a Padme toy from McDonald's when I was a kid that there were had different ones uh, mm. and each one was like the plastic like dress version of her and yeah. then you take it out and it's that version of Padme. We did just get our uh, our angel line that we reference in the religion episode. Are you, Are you an angel? angel? <laughs> Are you a slave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starts crying like really ugly, like like they should have cut, but they don't. I just noticed. I never paid attention to this, uh, but I just noticed that uh, Shmi was owned by a hut before Watto. Gonk. Sorry. Oh, oh three. Gonk. Three gonk. Sorry, yeah, go. Gonkamania. No, I think that's interesting. Uh, the huts are like a super interesting plot point and in, uh, like canon because they c- 
control so much and there are like different like sects of the huts that like some are more white collar some are more like blue collar criminal and stuff but that's interesting that i i think it's interesting that they belong to huts before they belong to uh belong to wado yeah and you kind of wonder what their life was like with them versus like wado like is this better for them or like what i imagine better because like in some way like wado does seem to like i don't know kind of egg the kid on at some points like at some points you're like you're not completely terrible but you're what also pretty bad like there's moments where i mean like not in this scene because you know it's his introduction and he has to be like awful and whatnot right there's moments in this and especially in attack of the clones where like you do get a little bit of wado legitimately caring about anakin yeah and so i think that's a i think that's a big distinction whereas like the huts they're just right awful people yeah funny enough i think there's only one hut that ever became a jedi i think i think i might have been (laughs) really yeah it was in legends and i'm pretty sure he turned to the dark side so that makes sense i mean does it matter does he move much no (laughs) like like it's it's zero (laughs) (laughs) i'm one with the post the post with me uh, I'm gonna shoot lightning out of my fingers now. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate power. Ultimate power. I want that so bad now. Oh my god. Do you think this is you... why we have to make the TikTok? We have to yep. edit that in. Absolutely. <laughs> Just have little lightning coming out of his hands while he's like yeah. screaming or something. <laughs> Do you think that? Because I can 100% believe George does not have, and this is me stereotyping a little so forgive me george please come on the podcast he I'm doesn't he probably he probably wow. doesn't have black friends he he probably <laughs> doesn't have asian friends but one of his best friends is jewish do you think that steven spielberg had to sit him down after this and explain to him why Wado wasn't okay <laughs> no, no, no no like i think he said he was like george first off wow that's a hell of a way to open that Je- are you all right? <laughs> I just, I was, I, I, coming into this, I did not expect the description. George Lucas is not the kind of guy to have black friends. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that CG's bad. Okay. But Sebulba doesn't look bad. Oh, I love Sebulba. <laughs> well, uh, was great. What he said, what he says that, to, oh man, we, in the behind the scenes, we saw the voice actor doing uh Sebulba and he's just is, some normal dude. It is so great. much fun. He just looks like he could work at like an office and he's just like, <laughs> he looks like they grabbed like a Disneyland cast member <laughs> and then just like threw him yeah. in a recording session. And he just like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Also, Jake Lloyd, obviously, props to that kid for having to put up with everything he had to put up with in life. But also, imagine how I don't hard think he it is. handled it well, to be honest. No, but he did it. But could still. you handle it well? No, no, I'm not saying I would. I'm I'm saying <laughs> like I, I don't know if props are due because okay. I don't think he sympathy 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 is due yes. sympathies due. But simps out for our boy. He he was really thrown in. One, kids aren't always the best actors. Like some are naturally talented, but it's hard to like foster that because they're young and they haven't had a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Two, he's acting with George Lucas, who doesn't see people as people; he sees them as props. Okay, quite literally, what you're talking about right now 
is exactly what we saw in the behind the scenes because there is a scene of the Anakin auditions and there's two perfectly good kids who are reading the lines pretty well and like not doing bad and then Jake Lloyd comes in and He's just like, oh, come on. No, 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 no. That's unfair. He wasn't worse than the other two. Hear me out first. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you. I I was just defending. Thank you. Hear me out. It's the fact that, like, he's obviously struggling a little bit. Okay. And, And then you look at George Lucas, and George Lucas just does this super innocent smile of just like, I found him. Wait, you're talking about the little smirk that yeah, the he did? The little smirk of just like, there he <laughs> is. Like, mm-hmm. and, but then That's there's a scene him. later where he, and, and it's in this movie where he mispronounces Coruscant as Coruscant and he said what if I mess it up and he goes well if you mess it up that's okay Anakin might mess that up because he doesn't know the name of the planet and I'm like that is actually no excuse for you to not correct him and get another take like I I do not blame Jake Lloyd at all I do blame George Lucas for not either selecting an actor who could carry that part better or coaching Jake Lloyd in a meaningful and effective way. Wait, you want your director to direct the actors? Believe it or freaking <laughs> not. No, it, it's, oh, it's Moss Kanata. That little statue oh my looks God. Oh my God. exactly <laughs> like Moss Kanata. So, George, what are we doing in this movie? There's a lot of they fight. <laughs> There's a lot of Anakin build C-3PO and we never mention it again. Oh, man, my mind is so, with this movie... It is so tainted by the Aronauts, Aronauts, the YouTube channel who do, I'm not sure if I've ever shown you, they dub over all the Star Wars movies to make new plots. Dope. <laughs> the, that sounds great. I will, I will, I like, I oh, could. Oh, it's like Dragon Ball Z abridged. Awesome. I could, I could go on this entire commentary just quoting their, and I've had to stop myself, just quoting their episode one video. The only thing I will mention is that when C-3PO wakes up, what he says is, Flesh, you have not given me too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> he goes, My eyes. <laughs> what horror have you made me? <laughs> Can I be real though? This version of C3PO just. It's awesome. It's oh, so I disagree. Cool. I think it's nightmare fuel. I think it's awesome. His for eyes that bother me so much. <laughs> it is, it is really cool to see. <laughs> they scare me. They yeah. didn't scare me okay. as a kid. This is the type of situation okay. where it reverses when you get older. They scare me now. Here's the thing, though. Like, can can we please just say, like, I, I, I. I they never acknowledge that like Darth Vader is Anakin's father is, is, is a is a no they definitely acknowledge no they don't acknowledge that what? that would be terrible I'm glad is they it, don't acknowledge they, that they don't acknowledge that Darth Vader is not his own dad and, sorry oh grandpa <laughs> No, they never acknowledge Granted, that Dar- Darth Vader is also uh also C3PO's dad they never acknowledge it whatsoever like okay also this is the only legitimate good scene like thematically great scene cuz like the music is so evil and like pensive and i think it's i think it's tastes of like what you get in uh duel of the fates and what you get in pretty much the entirety of episode 3 john williams goes way too hard on this sound. this might be the best if we're talking about the entire score this might be the best of all the movies absolutely look john williams saw like that scene and he was just like oh okay these are just Two boys being boys, just out on the rooftop, just having a good time with each other. I got to go off the wall for this. <laughs> no, I, th- I thought you meant, you know, when I see two good boys having a good time, you want to know what song comes to mind? They even subtitle it, Excuse, 
They don't. It's not excuse. Oh, it's awful. It's excuse. I hate excuse this so sounds much. like my awful like, like so like a lesser exhibit. Like, <laughs> oh, the tongue. What that tongue do, boy? <laughs> oh, that tongue sus. All right. I, Jar Jar be getting it though. <laughs> uh, God, I had to prevent myself from saying something very specifically awful. Anyway, I do like this idea here of setting up. Like, what is the commoner's knowledge of what a Jedi is? It's like, it's laser sword. It's like, yeah, of course, that's the flashy thing that people would know. But, like, there's so much deeper. That's setting up a good idea for building out this relationship that won't be fleshed out in the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's a fair point because, like, I kind of like, too, Obi-Wan. Not Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's the one who should be in the scene, but he's not. Um, Like... Qui-Gon saying like perhaps I killed a Jedi like you don't know and then he's like no no one can kill a Jedi like it's kind of cool I will say the one cool thing about Anakin in this movie don't get me wrong the way that they do it for the most part is not great but like there is this kind of like wide-eyed innocence to him of just like wow I'm so excited in the same way any kid would be excited to be a part of Star Wars yeah it's also like yeah I mean in the same way that Jake Lloyd's being in happy about star wars anakin's kind of being happy of like whoa this space ninja and an astromech droid and a pretty girl are all in my house with this weird slightly racist alien like it's all fun he's got a weird tongue it's great living oh, life better this than guy's i ever got have. a weird tongue this guy might have killed a guy i don't know <laughs> my mom's name is shmi i can't say words right it's a great time droid I'm, go beep boop beep bop bop boop boop beep bop i'm a slave to cgi anti-semitism let's go <laughs> my other droid whines about not having skin <laughs> flesh i need flesh i need to show you all that after yes. this you so do love the idea of them going oh check it out i built a droid <laughs> like his eyes plop on the first thing that comes out of his mouth wait flesh! is he just is he just talking about flesh or is he screaming like he doesn't have flesh that becomes his whole arc in all the movies Does he get flesh? no it's, it's about it's about his hatred for father and how father never never gave him flesh so how he, it's it's like uh, that's I mean, true did lars give him flesh <laughs> who finished him lars gave me flesh <laughs> a very giggly episode i'm very happy i'm okay with this i think like it's I think we need to hang out for scenes. a couple hours before we record every commentary because this is wild. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't even care. We did all take it's a shot Phantom right before Menace. We did take a shot. I think that helped too. Well, it's the Phantom Menace. We've got to provide content yeah. because the Phantom Menace sure don't. Well, I mean, the problem is, like, and this is something I appreciate about watching these movies with the sound pretty low, is that it doesn't. It kind of strips away the dialogue and like we're focusing on the shot composition and the editing and stuff. We're focusing very much on the visuals. Yeah, um, which is how I engage with this movie as a kid. Yeah, it's how I will engage with it as an adult. But the problem is, most of this movie is dialogue. So <laughs> yeah, well, oh, trust me, dude. We're about to go on several tangents once this freaking uh, Senate scene starts. The pod race scene, though, I'm going to be locked oh, in. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. I have so much to say about the pod race scene. Okay, real quick, too. The one thing I would like to thank this movie for above anything else hands down the two things it gives us that are great one darth maul my favorite star wars character i love him so much b 
pod racing video games because pod racing video games i need more of them i don't care if they're star wars related but the way those things handle in the game is so satisfying and fun like oh, did you guys ever you, play wipeout no but wipeout was like that you saying that made me really want a Spaceballs equivalent of star wars racer <laughs> oh yes <laughs> wait star wars bombad racer no, just uh, oh. I mean I don't know. Bombad's Bom- a part of the title. Oh. Whatever was on like the N sixty four. It's that Star got Wars Bombad Racing but... because it was like all of the big headed Phantom Menace characters and specifically the Phantom Menace characters. That sounds great, but yeah. with spaceballs. <laughs> but with space, but with Pizza <laughs> the Hut. <laughs> you enter a cheat code and unlock ludicrous speed. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> You get to go plaid. <laughs> whenever you're playing, everyone gets a special move. Whenever you play as like uh, Dark Helmet and the Iron Maiden, it's a, it just has the suck button. <laughs> suck, suck, suck. No, so, you press like the right bumper to suck or something. Press the right bumper to suck. What are these two dudes doing behind Obi Wan? <laughs> I have good no question. idea. I have no idea. Taking their lunch break. I didn't even know there was another one on the ship besides him and the one captain. It looks like they're in front of a microscope but like they aren't interacting with it and it's blinking like red lights. I'm yeah. <laughs> They're analyzing the sand of Tatooine and <laughs> the results just say coarse rough and gets everywhere. <laughs> so we've got to get off this planet stat. Oh, we watched just like, oh, well, my God. I, uh, I got, I finished up the call, got nothing else to do. Time to go back and play with my, uh, my Nintendo switch. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts right. to Obi Wan and Anakin just co-oping on Mario Kart. <laughs> no TV, just with it, like in the middle between them. Oh, <laughs> like he hops on. He hops on. Is he a Padawan in this, or is he a knight by now? I think he's still a Padawan. Okay, he hops on the Padawan Minecraft server. It's like, hey guys, you can't believe what boring place my master dragged us to. <laughs> Nothing but sand for miles. I hope I live here for many years someday. Also, anywho, Smee is the uh, Smee is the Virgin Mary. Gosh. And meanwhile, Palpatine's cackling somewhere in the background because it's heavily implied that he's somehow Anakin's dad because he influenced the Metachlorians or something, or maybe it was a clone. I'm not sure. Listen, we need to stop giving Palpatine ways of having children. He is someone who should not be able to pull any woman, and yet he is responsible for both Rey and Anakin. I don't know how or why, but here we are. Oh my god, the kid Rodian is just I, I I it's it's so weird because like you can tell like the the costume does not fit the actor very well and the, it feels <laughs> yeah. like they put the adult look at the part head size. Yeah, look at the hands. That's <laughs> the way hands. too big. And there's a ginger. He's got shack hands. Hey, don't don't insult the Irish. <laughs> what? People think I'm Irish. You can't insult them. You're not Irish? I'm Steven, German. We, oh. I'm a, uh, sorry, I'm American. I'm a red-blooded <laughs> American. I am an American. We are here for one purpose and one purpose only. To and that watch is Jar Jar get shocked right That here. is to insult the French. The we, Irish are in the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Party was several episodes ago at this point. Then we attacked the French. <laughs> I don't want to piss off the Irish. They will actually hurt us. The French won't do anything. And we've mentioned this before, and I will stand by it. <laughs> they will not fight us. I will declare war on France Al- right now. <laughs> Alex, stop talking. There's lightning between the engines, and I need to focus on it. Not to get- I need to focus on the, on uh, the French <laughs> democratic inequalities that are provided by the French government. You see, <laughs> in Article 314 of the... <laughs> 
That's... In Article 314, <laughs> quote, Jar Jar stepped in the poopy. <laughs> Not to get too political here, but if this was, if, if Tatooine was under OSHA regulation, this wouldn't <laughs> happen. He would have some type of tongue guard. He wouldn't be allowed to stick his hand in without someone you, you, to back Caleb, him up. You realize if OSHA was a thing on Tatooine, none of these movies would have ever happened. So here we are. Caleb, respectfully. I need to call OSHA up real quick. Yeah, because, as, uh, we you guys could have prevented travel. space Nazis <laughs> and you didn't. As someone who works in a building where there are literally hundreds of OSHA violations, <laughs> OSHA doesn't do anything. Hope no one finds this podcast anyway. I hope OSHA does. <laughs> I hope OSHA does too. Meanwhile, I hey. need my workplace environment to be safer. <laughs> Meanwhile, Obi-Wan's sitting there going, no, don't worry, Anakin. Let me fix your wound. Let me take your blood. Let me test your blood. Let me do something with your blood. What about your blood? Let me look at your blood. Magic blood. Bo- do you remember that stretch in the like 2010s when it was those same two writers who wrote uh, Star Trek Into Darkness? And they just Alex put, Kirksman. Yeah, they just yeah. put uh, uh, magic blood into all their plots. Like it's in Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2 as well. As- oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> It's, wow, I never thought about that, but they actually did because they'd turn around, oh, just kidding. <laughs> Kirk's not dead. So stupid. I need an analysis of an analysis of this blood sample. We're about to ruin Star Wars. I'm just kidding. Anakin, have you have you heard the news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You may be. No, who's that? He's you, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> He's always been you. He's always been you. That's just making me think of the Creed quote where he goes, uh, which is more fun to be part of a cult or to lead a cult? You make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> Obi-Wan is having more fun, but I mean, if Anakin was a different guy, he could probably make a lot of money off of the Jedi. Doesn't yeah. Creed 3 come out in like two days or something? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to watch the other two. Especially oh, if I watch, a... Caleb, if I watch them in the next uh, week, do you want to go next weekend? Absolutely. I'll All go. right, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Invite, no, you too. Invite me too. I like you, Creed. 3. You too, of course. It's just like <laughs> it's just Caleb and I have had conversations about me specifically needing to watch Creed, so that's why I brought it up. Yes, you've, of course you can come. You've seen the Rocky. I literally just signed up for A list today. So. Nice. You've, A-list is great. Yeah. You've seen Rocky, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. I've seen all the Rockies. All right. I was like, please tell me you've seen the Rockies, because otherwise, like, you're going to be completely lost. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you would be. I think you can. Uh, you can navigate the Rocky movies while still or not navigate the Rocky movies, navigate the Creed movies without seeing Rocky. I don't know because I haven't seen it. Or I'm not sorry. I haven't, I don't know because I did not see Creed before I saw the Rocky movies. I misspoke heavily there, but yeah, I completely understand. Um, It's just a matter of like, it's you don't have the experience of someone who saw it first and didn't have that context and how well how well it worked for them yeah i will oh twi- i didn't realize there's a twi'lek in the background yeah, a, t- yeah, a twi'lek a on tatooine that's unheard Two of twi'leks actually more than one twi'lek on i mean tatooine. it makes sense they're a very enslaved <laughs> people so <Yeah. laughs> trust me they are not they're not there out of their own will yeah. but you tell me they don't just love hanging out with sebulba you're telling me that these two yeah, fine you're telling women, me that these two women may or may not be employed in any way whatsoever listen, to supplant his feet hands. Sebulba, Sebulba is a Coruscant like five, but he's a Tatooine nine. <laughs> I'm 
mean, that's that, well, that, you're right. It, it kind of depends on what level of tattoo, uh, le- what level of coruscant you're talking about. Because if you're up yeah, high, definitely not. If you're down low, he's mm, had one too many death sticks. He might look good. Oh my! Is gosh. it me or is Jar Jar looking kind of cute right now? Is it me or is all right? I'm quitting the podcast. Yeah, uh, I was like, is it me or are we down to two hosts? <laughs> hey, Steven. There was, we're enough. down to one technically because I've been canceled three different times in this commentary. For your education, Steven, this is a D6 because it has six sides. Oh my God. What? But there's only two colors. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Why do? Why is it always about color with you, Steven? Listen, I define things in a very specific way, and one of them is to know whether or not something is a certain color. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, Natalie Portman was 16 when she made this, and this boy is like six. Yeah. And in the next yeah. movie, it's just completely okay that they're a couple. Well, just... well, they weren't dating at this point. I mean, yeah, it's just no, kind of... No, but he wanted it's, to. It's, it's weird. It's well, weird. yeah, of it's course weird. he wanted to. He's a little kid. It'd be like dating your babysitter years later. It's just like, that's strange. Like... <laughs> Nah, I like I want the I want the deleted scene where it's him and uh like Jar Jar going to sleep one night and he's like Jar Jar, yes sir, I'm gonna marry that girl. She's a really old marry girl. Marry her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She's a there's an age gap there. So <laughs> okay, can I just say that I song? They said this thing called the age of a consent. <laughs> I should stop doing the racist voice for Jar. It's just it's Jar Jar. It's you just get away Jar with Jar. it. You're doing a it's character. Fine. It's fine. We all did it when we were. Ca- it's fine. <laughs> okay, well, I will say this probe droid looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he always came with the. Uh, they had a Darth Maul figure that was like it was really weird because like the hood was like, like, attached to his head, so you can never take it off to like see the horns, and I was always sad about that. But it was like it was him, and he had the speed. Oh my God, no! It's fobs and beans. <laughs> That's what we need to call her. Bobs and beans. Bobs and beans. That works. I was trying. Okay, Caleb, maybe you can help us out with this. What was the uh, Star Wars comic about the the two Imperial officers who were basically just really dumb and they were following the main Ah, cast through the original trilogy? Let me look it up. We were like we were like soft coming up with names earlier for stuff. And uh, I was trying to think of what that was because I was like, that'd be a great reference. <laughs> that would <laughs> But be I cool. cannot for the life of me remember it and we couldn't find it. I have my name choice, but we can definitely, we, I, we definitely should talk it over and like have something that's blank and blank. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. I also def- just want to say like, all of the designs, all of the designs for every single pod racer besides Sebulba are awful. Oh, every, I thought you were going to go the opposite every direction. <laughs> single one. You don't of like them. Crocodile Man? No, believe it or crocodile not. Crocodile 1920s pilot. I remember <laughs> when effects were good. Anyway. Um, oh, I love that elephant, elephant guy. Man. Yeah, yeah. Elephant so great. hard. <laughs> I could I thought his uh nostrils were his eyes for a second. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, they're huge. I hate that. Oh, good little maintenance droids. I, I love, love the maintenance, maintenance droids. droids. We hey, got a kiss later. Steven, anyway. you want to go, you want to go yeah, grab guys, something? Guys, guys, <laughs> I love the main controls too. Alex, you stay here. You are not Steven on the same wavelength at the same time that we were, and I'm gonna need you to back it up. Um, 
when uh, Caleb and I opened the door at the same time while you were in the bathroom, <laughs> I think we were on the same length. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds very weird out of context. It was very weird in the moment, too, but it made more sense. I cried. Um, <laughs> no. There are two doors to this bathroom. So what I'll say... We're going to leave it there. Keep in mind, I did not clarify whether or not I was done going to the bathroom when no, the doors were open. No, but you left them both unlocked, and we were both doing bits outside the door, and we happened to open the doors at the exact same time. We heard, we heard you flush. No, um, we so knew there, was was that shot, there was that shot of the flags coming out, yeah. and that's like my number one thing that I thought of. I was a weird kid who saw Ben-Hur before he saw Phantom Menace. Man. As a kid, oh my god! But basically, that is the most Caleb thing you could have possibly said. There are like, <laughs> there are like several shots in the pod race that are taken directly from Ben Hur's chariot race. And the flags, I'm pretty sure it's been a minute since I've seen Ben Hur, but I'm pretty sure it's one of them. And I, it's just, it's going back to that thing with where, like, you can pinpoint where George is taking things from in A New Hope. It's very clear. Here's just like, oh, Ben Hur was a good movie. Kids probably haven't seen that today. Let's just redo Ben-Hur. Let's just do Ben-Hur, but with Star Wars Muppets. Oh, Jabba and Lady Jabba. Oh, the Jabbat. Yeah, the Jabbat. The Jabbat. <laughs> Jabba with boobs. The Hutet. Wait, oh, my boobs, God. I've never actually you noticed never her. never noticed the Jabba boobs? She looks like the... Yeah, uh, she's Jabba with she boobs. She looks like the giant <laughs> ass from the end of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this oh just the establishing shots here are of the engines revving up yeah it's so exciting even without the sound because that's the other good thing about this is the sound of these things is so these cool. were peak. straight up i thought we had the volume all the way off until the droidica shot <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize that we actually had the sound on. <laughs> so what was really cool too i uh so the two things that made me very nostalgic for i, I guess like the the two things that like I interacted with in this way when I was a kid uh, was like I loved the pod racing even more after I got like more things that reminded me of pod racing mm-hmm. and I so badly like wanted Lego to be... watch the complete saga yeah baby yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is is like the Star Wars visual encyclopedias had full breakdowns of each of these and oh, I remember so this cool. one in particular the huge like gigantic engine one looked awesome and i was just like why do all their races racers look stupid like i don't understand <laughs> i i don't know i do like this crocodile one the more I, we look at him i like the guy with the spikes on his head <laughs> yeah <laughs> um another thing that oh and bionicles i made pod racers all the time and then they made pod racer looking bionicle vehicles and i was like oh, that's what? Dope. like sorry go ahead another thing that comes from ben hur is just the setup of like having to put money down on it, like Warwick the bat- Davis. Oh, that was Warwick Sorry. Davis. Like, hey, Wait, Warwick. you never noticed that? I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah there he is. Wow. Sorry. Hey. Sorry no, about that. Go ahead. Hey, no, I love Warwick. No, but just the uh, the main characters putting down money to like ensure you know their progression in the plot also comes directly from Ben Hur. Can I just say too, that may be the biggest problem of the Phantom Menace. Let me ask you all a question, Alex. You answer first, please. <laughs> okay. Who is the main character of the Phantom Menace? Uh, it's not Anakin. Uh, it's not Padme. It's uh, not Obi-Wan. It's not Qui-Gon for a whole lot of it. It's our Lord and Savior, Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> Man, I'm just... Can no, you... I mean, it's, a, it's an ensemble movie. They all kind of have stuff to do with each other. Hey, Caleb, do you want to give me a more convincing answer than that? 
Can you? Well, Can you? See, I'd like about, to hear. Him. I'd like to hear. <laughs> the thing about Star Wars is that the protagonist of all Star Wars movies is the Force. <sighs> okay, yeah. So there is no protagonist. Yeah, no, exactly. Absolutely. Sorry, not. Maxi Big, the protagonist. <laughs> the way you just. Oh my god. The way the way you just said that was like him saying the main character of the movie is God, and you said there is no God. <laughs> there is no. There is no God. <laughs> also, no, yeah. that. Uh, that that lady on the balcony, uh, she comes back in Clone Wars. Yeah, she is a uh, prominent bounty hunter. Yeah, I was gonna say whose yeah. name escapes me right now. But Ayla she's cool. something. Is she the one who kind of pseudo adopts Boba? Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, she runs with Boba. Yeah, I was gonna say Asajj runs with Boba, Boba for a minute, but I know kinda that everyone runs with yeah. Boba at some point. Yeah, he moves around quite a bit. Yeah. He gets around. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, just seeing the different locations here is really fun like different obstacles and stuff. And I think it's presented really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really think the pod racing is maybe the only true scene in, in this movie that like, I think this is the thing people remember because I don't know. It it just, it really feels, it feels new for star Wars. Like this is something you couldn't do in the old movies because like, I mean, think about all of the, you couldn't do this exactly. You couldn't yeah. do things flying. You couldn't do all of these different characters in a big open setting without it looking completely, completely fake. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say, like, think about how bad the land speeder shot in A New Hope kind of looks. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> like, imagine a whole sequence of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't look good. <laughs> uh, those things to acknowledge the lap also taken from Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur is like fishes that drop, like, bronze fish heads that drop here it's interesting like, sorry and i've never seen lights. ben hur so. i really like ben hur and i do not get the chance to talk about <laughs> it you ever see the remake yes i hate the remake <laughs> all right yeah, so much you, you don't ask caleb about the remake <laughs> it kept me up the night after i watched wow. it i hated it it misses wow, the point intense. of it misses the point of the story so steven who would you say is the protagonist of star wars episode one the phantom menace avatar 2 the way of water <laughs> yes that is the correct answer uh i if i man i if i really had to pay, i mean technically speaking it's qui-gon just because I mean, like Qui-Gon's a lot who my brain went to but then only, i was like yeah not really though I, okay i would say this he is the protagonist i would not classify him as a main character he is the one making decisions that alter the plot which is Therefore, a, he is a protagonist. Yeah, which is True. a problem because he's also serving the role of the mentor. Like, yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like if Lord of the Rings was told by from Gandalf's perspective, would not be as interesting. Yeah, but, no, it, that's exactly what it would be. Yeah. Like, yes, certainly a cool character, certainly a character in other things I would want to see. But we need to care a lot more about Anakin in this movie. It, it, can we just say too? I cannot believe that Jake Lloyd's only two roles that would be of any note would be this and jingle all the way starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. I what hate you. You're not even my real dad. You put that cookie down. Um, I got to get the table no, man for Jamie. He says that to Phil Hartman, no. rest in power. No, he, um, no, he says that to his child. No, I think he says it. That, no, he I, says it to his child because sure. he can't allow his child to have nice things. No, That's no, why no. the whole movie is about it, getting him a toy. He says it to Phil Hartman because Phil Hartman is the one who's moving in on his wife. And so I'm very aware I was joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shmi is the protagonist. <laughs> well, but like you think about Sorry. it. <laughs> that made me laugh for- <laughs> It's just, can you imagine any 
pitch for a movie. It's like, all right, hey, we saw your last two movies, small little indie projects, and you want to do something bigger. That's great. Uh, you know, tell us about this movie and what you got. All right, so the main character, Shmee Smith. I'm sorry, what, the, what is their name? Shmee Smith. That's not going to do it. That's, That's not going to work. <laughs> that doesn't scan. Could we call her Sharon? No. Uh, her name's Shmee. Can we change the last Full name? Full stop. Shmee Smith. But but how about I mean she's he's, sa- Anakin is going to let me get dad. the pitch why, or not? Why is it not Skywalker? <laughs> why is it not Skywalker? She Shmi Smith <laughs> is a single living in Brooklyn. It just feels and like she, you put look, so much Look, we just have single work. mom representation. I'm My name is Shmi Smith, you and I'm so, 35 years old. You put so much work into Shmi, and then you pick like the most basic Smith. last name. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I was gonna say it is, would be like Shamalama Ding Dong Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> A New Hope also pulls off the... kind of goes together, but anyway. A New Hope also pulls off the... We're not going to introduce our real protagonist for a little bit as it's following R2 and C-3PO. But once it introduced... Like, I'm trying to figure out exactly what about Luke's introduction works that does it with Anakin's. Is it just that Mark Hamill was a better actor? Is it because... uh, Well, it follows Luke. (laughs) Here's here's the difference. Here's the difference. From that point on, you start to see the bond between Luke and his mentor. Here you have so many different things going on at the same time that there's not necessarily a focus. And I think that's the problem. You have him have a brief conversation with with uh, Qui-Gon. And then Qui-Gon says, there's something about this boy. And it's just like, what does that mean? You just met him. That doesn't mean anything. And then it's like he has dinner with him and he he says, maybe I killed a man. And you go, what? And it's like, <laughs> and then, I done it. and then it's like, now we need to race for your freedom because for some reason your blood's cool. And he says, what? My blood? What about my blood? And he goes, nothing. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> and, it <laughs> and the thing is, it's just like right now, even though the pod racing scene is interesting, he's not developing any relationships with any characters. It is a pure set piece. And that's totally fine. I'm okay with that. It's what fine as it long better... as there's other substance, exactly. which there is not. What would make it better is if there was more substance around it. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know. With Luke, it's like Luke is the one doing all the things from then on. And it just kind of, I don't know. Luke's the one asking the questions that we don't know the answers to. So we're getting answers through Luke. And as Luke is learning, our knowledge is building as well. Well, yeah. And C-3PO and R2-D2 can only carry so much. Because R2 doesn't talk. And C-3PO is annoying. Uh, but, like, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are interesting characters. Yeah. Uh, I was sorry. I was touching on Alex's leg. Yeah, we kind of had a little faces moment. Making faces at him. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Caleb. <laughs> oh, you're good. This was a silent I did hear what you were saying. Yeah. Like, more more interesting characters as well. I think, too, it's it helps that, like, through Luke's perspective, you then start meeting other interesting characters like luke talking to han is way more interesting than obi-wan talking to han luke talking to leia i mean he's the first one to make contact with her like you know he's the one touching on these things he's the one to then save the day at the end meanwhile it's like yeah he kind of shuts down the things with the robots but the gungans are the ones doing the action part of it yeah meanwhile anakin's just like i stole a ship and i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, and, and what it's does, just strange. Anakin is somehow the crackhead in your neighborhood that just winds up fixing everything for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sir, you should not have the mental capacity to do this, but somehow you do. Your whole thing's great now. Yeah, man, it's just everything's working. You need your shingles changed? I'm going to change your shingles. I can blow up the starship for just a little bit of crack. <laughs> just a little bit. Also, obviously, um, we're getting a lot of CGI with like the speeders going by, the environments, the characters who are watching. But the close-ups on the hardware are like sell the actual like tactility of the fight or the, not fight the race. I think also there's something about the fact that like they make it a. I mean, to your point, you know, they kind of make it a point like whenever something breaks during the pod race you don't just see it fly off into the corner and not do anything you see it break apart like just then it was like mm-hmm. pit, bits and bits and bits of metal were coming off i mean that's th- that level of detail is what i appreciate the same thing with like i mean looking at these two guys and like they have just like all <laughs> these screens behind them and you're like does it matter what's on them no but it matters that something's on them and that the characters would be watching it like that stuff I think is great. It really is a shame that there's no main character or a story. Um, Steve, now, all right, let me <laughs> let me ask a question to the group, and yes. Stephen, I want you to answer first. Okay. Um, when they're commentating on uh on on the pod race, uh, where are they watching the events take place? Because they're looking at the track. They're not looking at the TV. There's only kit. Uh, um, um, Stephen, who's Jackson? the protagonist Jackson? of this movie? Uh, okay. <laughs> Caleb, help. Uh, so <laughs> the thing you don't, the thing you don't realize Caleb. about Fonts and Bean is that they're Caleb. on <laughs> Sorry. The race course is miles wide. They're omniscient. They know all, and they decide to do this with their life. That is bit canon. Yeah, they are the gods that create that yeah. fathered Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> oh my god! Good that's why he goes. That's why and Bean Skywalker. That's why he goes from the light to the dark. He truly is two sided. <laughs> no. I, I Master, love- I have so much conflict in me. It's almost like there's. A separate detached head that is still attached to my body that is making all the decisions for me. Oh my god, it's like Johnny Knoxville (laughs) in Men in Black 2 with the little head. Uh, We don't need to talk about Men in Black 2. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Men in Black 2. We don't... I like Men in Black 3. We don't need to talk about Men in Black after the first Men in Black movie. Can I just say, like... I really love the idea of them being omniscient and there's like a deleted like line of like Craig Proop <laughs> saying like, well, we're all just one tiny atom floating through the universe that is but a cosmic deity. Uh, back to you over there with the weather. Like, it's just like, what? Like, he just says something like way not chill. Like, just like really real. <laughs> um, unfortunately, with the end of the pod race also comes the I thought end you of said our... with the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Here we go. We're not finishing the trilogy. It ends on on Phantom Menace. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Just what a lot of people would say Star Wars ended. At. <laughs> so Shmi, sorry, this Continue, establishing sorry. that looks like Legos. No, Shmi Smith. She yes. obviously has some. Shmi Smith has obviously has some <laughs> skill, like building stuff, doing engineering and stuff. So it makes sense that uh, Anakin. I almost said Jake Lloyd. Anakin would then <laughs> go on to build not only a pod racer but also a droid and stuff. But um, what I was what I was getting to is that. Uh, sadly, with the end of the pod race comes our uh, our end of Tatooine. 
and this is the last time we'll actually see Tatooine in any Star Wars movie. Oh, so, never. Um, <laughs> never. And yeah. definitely no Tatooine clones. Yeah, there's absolutely... He never goes back in the next movie. Um, and Luke doesn't end up there at the end of the third. You're just movie. writing fanfic at this point. I appreciate <laughs> your love for Tatooine. I but... really appreciate your love for the Nevada desert. But also, Jakku, Alex, I hardly know you. I was about to say, Alex, how much? <laughs> how much do you think the comedians were paid to to clone? Why did my Siri go off? Okay, I'm sorry. In what? In what way? I, I, Caleb, I'll get to your question in a second. I have to address this, I, even though the mic did not pick it up whatsoever. In what universe does Jakku sound like Siri? <laughs> It is entirely different. <laughs> different vowels, different consonants, a completely different word. Hey, Siri, are you high right now? I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so high. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Siri just sees. <laughs> Sounded so personally offended. It's like, I, know. I don't know what you mean by I hardly Honestly. know you. We've been together for years. <laughs> this, this, this is what Tim's been up to over in Cupertino. He's been giving Siri like the perfect comedic cadence. <laughs> Guys, I have a morality question for you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not y'all's morality, but Qui-Gon's. Qui-Gon is kind of an edgy Jedi. We can all agree on this. Yeah, um, gray Jedi's are out. Edgy Jedi's are in. What's just what, what is stopping him from just killing Watu and taking <laughs> Shmi with him? Yeah, like you're willing to go. Point. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Watto? Maybe I killed Watto. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Maybe I killed Watto. I've killed Watto many times. Oh, I, but, but Caleb, what was your uh, what was your question you were going to ask me before we were so rudely I interrupted? I am so sorry for that. Uh, how, what? How much... No, it was Siri's fault. <laughs> no, I'm just, so, I'm just sorry about? that it happened. That's <laughs> all. I don't want to deter your question. No, oh, I you're thought it was good. a great I, bit. I had, I had moved on from that. No, I was going to ask how much uh, how much the Kaminoans charged to clone uh, Tatooine into Jakku. Hmm. <laughs> How many? How many credits? You think is they that? just have like a giant clone dispenser that just dispenses planets? <laughs> you may fire when ready. Also, Kamino. It's like the Ark from Halo when they bring yeah, the ring back you. up. <laughs> Chief, Chief and Arbiters are standing on the end, and just Jakku rises. From yeah. the... Why do I get the idea that the Kaminoans also only a Bitcoin? Yeah, I wanted to correct him, but I wasn't going to. Right. But yeah, I don't. I don't care about. The it doesn't matter why they don't uh, have Bitcoin. No, no, no. I feel like they only accept Bitcoin. They oh. feel like the type of people who are like, nah, non-fiat currencies. We're the, we're only we're only accepting things on the blockchain. The Kaminoans are single-handedly responsible for the graphics card shortage. Yeah, every single every single time someone asks them why why they pay with Bit Bitcoin, uh, what's what's the girl's name? Namaste. The girl? What are you? What the are you girl Cami Owen. The Namaste. Oh, I don't know. I think that's her name is like Namaste or something. <laughs> no. uh, it might Wait, be. Really? I don't know. Namaste. I think it's something like Wait, that. Wait, like the. <laughs> I would really love it if they just went up to her and they're like, "Why do you only accept Bitcoin?" And she's like, "Because fortune favors the bold." <laughs> Matt Damon walks out just fortune <laughs> surrounded the bold. by. Okay, I will say. 
uh, Anakin walking away with his little backpack, one of the coolest posters that ever came out for this movie was oh, him yeah. standing and the shadow is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's awesome. And it's such a... Here's the thing, too. You have such a cool... Like, every scene with Darth Maul is so cool. And it's just like, he gets nothing in this movie. Can I, and it's can such I just... a shame point out okay two things i want him to dropping out, down even, going Phew! yeah well you see that was gonna be the second one because i forgot that happened because when i was a kid when you know how you see like his like uh his robe rise when he does that yeah i always thought he was putting his hands up like Wee! yeah <laughs> <laughs> i always thought he was just raising his arms this but uh no i wanted to point out that his speeder looks like a moped to me a <laughs> little bit a little bit okay, i find that hilarious considering how great. evil he looks it gets great gas mileage compared to a motorbike no you see this is what connects darth maul to the french and which is really why we need to wage war on the french to avenge hey everyone what what but... <laughs> here is darth maul french what if his horns were baguettes no i feel like this <laughs> I feel like this fight scene is very arbitrary and it was just thrown in because it's like, oh, wait, Darth Maul, Darth Maul, what should he do? I guess he can fight Qui-Gon real quick. Why not? Like, you know. Well, I, if anything, I, I will say thematically, I think it actually makes sense because you have them going home. You have someone come in and try to kill them and it establishes that the Sith have returned. It also establishes, hey, there's this boy who might be the chosen one. Are these two things linked? I actually see that as more justification for the council allowing Anakin to be trained. Yeah, that does make sense. So I actually think thematically that makes sense. Also, the female Komonin, because I'm not going to pronounce their name correctly, is named Tanwi. So... Oh, okay. I'm so glad it's not Namaste. <laughs> I was about to say, that would be another shot in a different movie, but another shot. <laughs> I... All right. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Your entire worldview. Listen, I, listen, I had hearing problems when I was a child. And, oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, blame it on that. Speaking of my entire worldview being changed, looking at this scene right now after having played the throne room uh, map of Battlefront 2 so many times uh, of EA's Battlefront 2, it looks so much like it. <laughs> and what? I'm like, I'm transported. What do y'all? <laughs> I completely understand <laughs> So this scene, Padme is watching the transmission. This is, I guess, the first hint we get that she's supposed to be the queen. Uh, I guess that's true. I, I never really thought of it like that, but. Yeah, oh, my God. The realistic Jar Jar feet. The realistic Jar Jar Oh, my Jar God. Feet. They're practical. The practical Jar oh, Jar, those Jar are, feet. That's actually the suit. See, it oh did my gosh. count. Okay, so fun A million fact, dollars was spent on something. So fun fact with the Jar Jar, with Jar Jar, what they originally did was they made an entire full body suit that was completely naked, and they had a cardboard yeah. cutout of what they wanted Jar Jar to look like, and he was completely naked. Caleb, it was completely naked. I cannot describe how wonderful seeing naked Jar Jar today was. D- Arguably better than the poster Steven gave me. <laughs> uh, do you remember? Like it, it, it. I mean, completely naked. It was awful. Like it's, the, the, Which, it is so awful. I mean, kindled. I hope. It, yeah, it, I was about to say for because we know everyone listening to this is wondering. Yes, there is. It, it's there's nothing down there. Absolutely nothing. No. And the the point but is, but it this, does look like a fish. But the point, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> the point is. <laughs> Like, Shape of Water got nothing on this. The point is, is that, like, they had a full body suit that from toe to neck 
was Jar Jar naked for the actor. Then they had his head exposed. Then they had a cap that was just Jar Jar's bill and eyes. And then they had something covering his eyes. Here's the problem, though. They made that entire thing, and then they said, we're going to make it a completely CG character. And they said, we just spent a million dollars to have a reference. And he goes, well, now we can film everything, and they can can know where his head is. Or he could have worn a hat. Like, what is the difference? (laughs) What are you talking about? Can you imagine him just wearing, like, normal clothes with a little hat? hat that has jar jar's head yeah, on it's it just like, yeah just look at the hat everybody man okay also i'd like to correct something i said before i constantly get these two actors confused i said the chancellor valorum was malcolm mcdowell he is terrence stamp they I are apologize. very similar they are very similar people um one is clockwork orange one is a haunted house with a with a haunted mansion with eddie murphy oh my god i just realized they are different people yeah i'm sorry oh <laughs> open your eyes sheeple <laughs> no like you actually just made me aware of that oh cool. like i always yeah. thought it was him they're so similar it's, it's not scary. him yeah i said it or i said it uh in one episode and i was like i'm i'm sad like oh i got that wrong yeah honestly i am a little sad knowing it's not him now <laughs> the difference is malcolm mcdowell talks like that now and like you know terrence stamp talks more like patrick stewart but he is much more of a roundness well, I ain't also... gonna lie, this knocked a few points off the board for me. Oh, come uh, on. It's not Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> Terrence on, Stamp was General Zod. No, it, it's yeah, nothing against... It's yeah. nothing against... Uh, oh, you, you say that like I've seen it. <laughs> That's true. But How many people have seen Superman 2? It's, it's nothing against him personally or as an actor. It's just, it's blowing my mind and now like I'm a little upset that it's not the guy I always thought it was. I yeah, completely that's understand. <laughs> um... That's very fair. I've Especially done that with considering so many I've seen uh is, is Malcolm it? McDowell that this guy's not what is, is that what we're saying? Yeah. yeah this I've seen what is this alien next so to Jar Jar real quick? Did you I, guys see I've yeah, never I noticed love, him before? I love that design. He's great. He's he just, very he just looks so freaking ugly. <laughs> he's, he's very uh he's very like and I'm sure the Henson company worked on this in some uh some aspect because like we there was originally a yoda puppet but it looks very like labyrinth or dark crystal very just like yeah ugly like (laughs) ugly with care ugly like it was so purposely ugly um yeah i i do find that funny i think i went my whole life thinking that was malcolm mcdowell though and it was not i went 25 years (laughs) or 20 I went 27 considering when this movie came out but (laughs) okay then technically speaking I went 23 years (laughs) no I mean I went until like two minutes ago (laughs) I hate to just be constantly pointing out statues in the background of scenes but these statues that's what Jar 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 yeah that one's fine there's another one if he walks to the other side of the room it is so disturbing and I hate it so much I need to see it now I, they're not going to show it now. I've cursed it. Or yeah, I've well, blessed it because. Yeah, meanwhile, Palpatine's like. Palpatine's talking to her. Well, you know, it doesn't help to remove the grundled statues from your office. I mean, you could get. No, I'm not getting rid of them. I'm not doing it. I mean, you could. Even <laughs> Dermot. I don't know. Something about him with this hair. He looks. He's looking good. Yeah, he's good looking guy it is something so cool that they were able to do of like you take a 38 year old and you make him look old and then you get him back in about 20 years and then they look about that age now and then by the time the movies are over you just put a little bit more makeup on them and there we go there it is look at this thing oh my gosh 
It's straight like a rat monster. It's like, what if we made it's Anubis, but we made Anubis of, yeah, Anubis and a gremlin had a baby. <laughs> what if Anubis had mange? Yeah, oh my God. Could you imagine going to Egypt and seeing hieroglyphs, hieroglyphics of a freaking gremlin? <laughs> okay, so here's, okay, so controversial opinion. Samuel L. Jackson, I think, should be in Star Wars. However, agreed. Do you think he would have made a better bounty hunter than Mace Windu? Oh, I think he would have made a good Mace Windu if someone else was directing the movie. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not two. There's not an actor director combo that does not mesh more or mesh less. Yeah. Okay. Big long necked, <laughs> pin headed alien in the back. Miss Windu. Miss Windu. Mace Windu's <laughs> sheer existence is not the problem of this. <laughs> no, not, no, no, not the sheer existence. Yeah. I just was like, just better. You know what's funny too? They actually you. don't show a whole lot of Jedi with lightsabers in this movie. So the two funny things is that, uh, oh my God, that's, uh. The girl, the girl, the girl. No, 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 oh, no, no. Mind, sorry. The girl that was all the way to the end talking to the one with the, the horns and the, the pigtails. Mm-hmm. That is uh, Kanan's master who was killed in Bad Batch. Yeah. Wow. I at never noticed I, that. Wait, is it is it her or is it's it her. Uh, is it the woman who was killed uh, on the speeder in Order 66? In, Re- in Revenge of the Sith. No, no, no. It's it's her master. Because I think they're similar. It, it's, it's Kanan's master. The one you're thinking of is in the back. She has like the the weird like fin oh, hair. Oh, I thought we were talking about the same person. Yeah. Never mind. Well, what I was trying to say was that that one with the weird like headpiece, she actually is one of the few who uses a yellow lightsaber. And Ooh. I think at some points a red lightsaber. Um. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. And then uh, in addition, what's weird is since they didn't, have mace windu uh with a lightsaber some of the toys of mace windu actually have like a blue lightsaber yeah he has a i think it's the obi-wan game he has a blue lightsaber in interesting it came out between it, the, right one it came of the out before attack games, of the clones, he has a blue so. he has a blue lightsaber in. that's really interesting to me yeah um but just think of like if mace windu was leaning more and samuel jackson is a great actor who can do a lot of things but he definitely has a type Imagine if he was leaning more into like what he would do with Nick Fury with Mace Windu. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> it'd be so much better. The council has rejected that decision. Yeah, but considering it was a stupid ass decision, I decided to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're about to my see my favorite Nick Fury line. We're about to see ET. Yeah, we're about to yeah. see the ET. Yeah. That is all right. That's a really good Easter egg, I will say. George Lucas knows how to f- have fun with that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, because in ET, there's the scene where ET sees the kid in the yoga ma- Yoda mask in the yoga like, mat in the Yoda <laughs> mask, and he's like, "Oh, it's like home. It's great. I love it." Also, just um, genuine props to what they're what the, and like what they're doing right here. I love the way the Senate's designed. Oh, it's so cool. Because like, if yeah. you're literally gonna represent thousands of systems, this is kind of the way you have to do it. You yeah. have to have moving platforms with, with four or five representatives on each one. Yeah. And I love that scene in Andor where Mon Mothma is trying to give a speech and you just see like more and more of them turn off their lights as like people stop paying attention to her. Haven't watched it yet. It's yeah, I was about to say I haven't gone there yet. I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's, it's I've just heard but it's it amazing. Cool. Though. I want. I do actually want to watch it as as much as I've joked, especially on this podcast about it. Like, I I definitely want to. Also, that camera bot is just straight up the robot from from Flubber. 
Like you guys remember? <laughs> I only Not ever really. saw the okay, original Flubber. Then. There's only one Flubber. No, Why the hell a... does everyone keep talking about the original Flubber? There's only one freaking Flubber. Wait, what's the one you're talking about, Caleb? There's like one from like I don't know, like the '60s or whatever. It was oh, like an no. old it's called Disney the Blob. You, you haven't seen the no. Robin Williams one? No. What? No. It's yeah, not that's called the, the Blob. Flubber. There is a there is a yeah. Flubber. There was a Flubber that came before this. No. I, I don't care if it came before. That is the flubber. I, I think that's a, that. I think that's an understandable. Refuse to believe that. Okay, I think we missed CETs because we were arguing about flubber. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're Sometimes damn right. We were. Life happens. <laughs> I'm not. Sometimes even... Star Wars and life happens. I'm not even gonna look it up because I know I'm right. So. <laughs> I'm not doubting. I don't know I'm why Stephen's doubting these. I'm not doubting him. I was just <laughs> but... arguing to make fun of him. Darren uh, Stamp looks so upset. I'm not. I'm going to be mistaken for, by Malcolm. There it is. Yay. E-T's, yay. E-T's. Yay. There they are. He says, I'm going to be mistaken for Malcolm McDowell my whole life. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, my May, life. meanwhile, May from Avatar is sitting right beside me. Oh my god, that she did kind of look like May. It was the wow. same haircut, yeah. <laughs> I've been having the urge to rewatch Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, dude, it's so good. Oh, I, I rewatch it at least once a year. I'm like that with Breaking Bad. Really? <laughs> Breaking Bad and Death Note, because Death Note's pretty easy to like rewatch. It's just like 30 episodes, each of 30 minutes each. I can just binge it, and it's great. Mm. Yeah, I just... I Wow, that shot's bad. <laughs> yep. Wow, sure that shot's... Here, look. All Why of, is the oh. sun so big? <laughs> they would die. <laughs> Literally, uh, that looked like the this movie's <laughs> equivalent of like, Nazibenya! <laughs> quick quick question, since we're back in the uh, the Jedi Council. How do we feel about the decision to replace Crackhead Yoda with CG Yoda? Uh, look, uh, maybe a controversial opinion. All for it. Yeah. Looks way better. Looks I, I am way okay better. with it. I, <laughs> Some mistakes are so bad that you have to honor them. I want Crackhead Yoda back. Justice look, for Crackhead Yoda. I agree. I think we need... Uh, some kind of representation for Crackhead Yoda. Like, if you got to select which version of the movie you wanted to, <laughs> uh, that would that would be acceptable. But that being said, just from a consistency and just, oh my god, I don't want to be terrified when I go to sleep tonight standpoint, uh, CG Yoda way better. Well, you know, this, this must... Sorry. But, sorry. I mean, obviously, original puppet Yoda better. I, I Well, I would agree agree that i do like cg yoda better i'm just so glad there's not any scene of him and yaddle interacting and then them not doing the cg <laughs> over yaddle because i've seen her in a, in a few of these shots and i'm like that's a puppet that's yeah. still a puppet so and that's just the chrysler building yeah uh, sorry <laughs> no so it's a few of them <laughs> yeah. pushed together they just they just the copy quadruple and chrysler it. <laughs> building y'all may have seen this uh because it's it i know it was bonus features I remember watching them as a kid. So y'all may have seen this. There's a scene of Frank Oz playing Yoda. And then like it cuts and he just kind of looks at George and he goes, you don't need me for this. And George is like, no, we need you. It wouldn't be the same. And then there is something. And then like it cuts to footage of Yoda and the, in clone war or in attack the clones doing the fight thing. It's like talking about like the evolution of the character. It's like, that's so sad. That I, is. Like, that's, yeah. that's so depressing. Because, like, like, he's doing... You, there's a scene of him doing the puppeteering in the behind the scenes. And you can tell he's having a great time. And it's just, like, I don't know. Frank Oz is, like... It's so weird because, Frank, for me, as, like, someone who, like, focuses on voices a whole lot, Frank Oz is one of those people where it's just, like, 
he can't not talk like Fozzie Bear just in a regular way. Because, like, when he shows up in Knives Out for, like, a second, and he's just like, well, the last will and testament of... And I'm just like, waka, waka! <laughs> See, I've never like, heard Frank Oz talk. He just, <laughs> I love talk, that he last, talks like that. And I was like, wait a minute, who is that? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God. And Sarah was like, what? I was like, that's Yoda. <laughs> like, that's freaking Yoda. Like, it's like how every single Jim Henson character is just Jim Henson. Like, absolutely. he's ever tried. Oh, my God, yeah. Wait, so Fozzie Bear is just his Brian Griffin? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. In so many ways, it's uh, hey so Peter. funny. Oh, uh, hey, Peter. Oh, uh, hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, hey Peter. Peter. Hey, Peter. Man, that's one person we need in the Star Wars universe. Patrick Warburton. Good people oh, do thought... bad things, Lois. <laughs> Have y'all seen that clip going around TikTok? Wait, which one? <laughs> uh, Is it I... Joe saying good people do bad <laughs> Yeah. I have no idea about the context because I'm... Good I'm, people do bad things, I'm an Lois. adult man who does not need to go look up family guy context. But, like, that's this popular sound going around right now where it's just like, Lois says, I'm a good person. And then he goes... Good people do bad things, Lois. <laughs> good people do bad things, Lois. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Can you imagine him being like a bounty hunter and just being... Oh, my God. Can you imagine Patrick Warburton as a Boba Fett? You know, Jabba ruled with fear. I'm going to rule with respect. Cusco's poison. The poison for Cusco. Sorry, what? <laughs> I love... There's a video of him talking about, like, the different... Uh, how he approaches different voice roles. And he's, like, explaining it. But it's his, vo it's it's the same voice. Yeah. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm I know glad, the video you're talking I'm about. I'm glad you put thought into this, Patrick. But it's the same voice. It's, it's same just man. inflections that he changes. <laughs> which is which is most voice acting. Yeah. But still, like his voice is just too iconic. <laughs> it's like the the exact opposite between him and someone like Nick Offerman. Where like the difference is Nick Offerman plays like pretty stereotypical characters, but he brings a quality to it that actually elevates it like there's a great cartoon that he was in called axe cop and it's like it's a ridiculous thing but having his deadpan like delivery and it's simultaneously like you know you see his performance in something like uh like parks and rec versus like the last of us where it's like oh my god he or or uh devs would or and he's just like oh my god he's like an actor patrick warburton could never do that <laughs> same thing with the guy who play, plays uh archer I cannot. That, oh, that guy, um, Bob's Burgers. He he could. Yeah. He only plays that kind of character. Why am I blanking on his name? I love that dude. He's I can't great. think of his name either. But like, did you know about the jazz album he has? What? Oh my god! It's the great. It it fits his personality so amazingly. Oh, I think it I is. Know about it's this. so great. So he got like a professional jazz band to record all of this like great jazz music, and he plays jazz piano over it. But the kicker, he has no idea how to play piano what <laughs> and it's an entire album of this that's awesome <laughs> oh what's <sighs> i hate that i can't remember his name off the top of my head but yeah it's amazing so, it's so funny always remember it sounds as awful as you think it does I, wow <laughs> it's the exact opposite i get when uh jeff goldblum has a jazz album what's our two looking at in the background here he's just kind of looking over the edge is he contemplating <laughs> jumping <Just talk. laughs> you know what if <laughs> Like, like, he's just like, I tried so hard and got so far. Oh, no, that's why he has the jetpacks installed in between movies is because he's 
He's Do you like, think he went through listen, a program? He's like, listen, this he war's getting worse by the day. I need an exit plan, and I need one now, e- even if I die. Like, R2 never got beep, better. Beep, beep, the Sith have returned. R2 never got better. He just got a better type of broken. All right. Every- wow. <laughs> that's. I think we can say that for all of us. Um, so, real quick. Anakin just said he didn't understand Metachlorians. Do we? Same. Same. make no sense. <laughs> Well, okay, but let's... Oh, sorry, my water bottle keeps falling over because I keep moving. I'm I so keep sorry. kicking it. That's Thank the you. problem. Oh, Caleb's the problem. Got it. Okay, but anyway, uh, let's talk about the real problem. Metachlorians, how do we feel? They're fine. Oh, my gosh. Real quick, can I we just, just don't say... Care. Jar Jar just celebrated Coruscant being over. He just went, we Sagan He's from he an like, underwater city. We're going city. back to the plot! <laughs> like... <laughs> okay... Um, Steven, but just picture this, all right? You're 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 having a good time. You're home. You're you're around your family. Things are things are a little rocky, but you know, you you're making it work. Uh then you go off to let's say, I don't know, uh stinky Paris, France. <laughs> and you have to deal with being around a bunch of French people all the time and everything smells like cigarettes and poop on the sidewalk which everything by the way, just smells awful does. because it's just the absolute worst place to be and you get told hey you get to go home and see your family who doesn't smell like cigarettes and poop just laying on the sidewalk <laughs> well, 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 how would you feel you'd probably be you'd probably be celebrating <laughs> I love making fun of the French, and even this is going a little far. No, no, I'm all for it. (laughs) I think my just genuine lack of animosity towards the French is just making this really fun for me. (laughs) I'm going to open up the map that shows where our viewers are. (laughs) It's just all going to be French. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's just France and Haiti. It's like all of France and Quebec. And then there's <laughs> one Quebec. there's one single dot in Dubai. And that's it. <laughs> now we're gonna lose our <laughs> sorry, I'm just still laughing. Nate turns out to be French and he's his real name is something like Nathaniel. <laughs> Emmanuel Emmanuel Macron <laughs> Emmanuel Macron's gonna hear this and he's gonna be like good maybe maybe allying with America isn't a good idea and then France is gonna leave the is gonna leave NATO I saw I saw I saw a great meme today that was like that was like America hey hey come help us fight this war French we don't have any money America it's against the British and then it's a bunch of ships and like the, there's motion blur like they were our first ally. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so back to the movie. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just you, you went so I'm hard. just every every commentary I'm just gonna wage war on the fringe <laughs> because you can't cut it out. <laughs> I mean I mean this is the part where, he, where you insert three and a half minutes of party rock over it. <laughs> Which was an entirely different conversation. We, we decided that if there's, if there's anything we ever need to cut out from these, we're just, we're just going to play like two 
<laughs> stop stop explaining Steven I can't understand you and we need to get back to the movie <laughs> Barney Rock is in the house tonight everybody just have a good time okay. <laughs> and Steven's gonna lose his mind I'm there okay. <laughs> can I say these <sighs> okay these statues obviously <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to turn down y'all's mics and I'm going to talk. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, oh, I'm back. So these statues, obviously like East Asian Indian inspired, right? Like they have the dots on the forehead. Yeah. It's very Buddha like kind of kind of influence. We've established that the uh that the Gungans are like racist minstrel stereotypes, like kind of Jamaican accents. Then we have Queen Amidala's and Geisha makeup. And all these people are white. What is Naboo supposed to be? Uh, I don't. Huh. We're all asking ridiculously impossible questions tonight. <laughs> My question is, you know what's really funny? Is that like the one in the geisha makeup is Kira Knightley. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny because someone years later asked her like, oh, yeah, you were in Star Wars. How was that experience? And she said, honestly, I do not remember that i was even in that movie really yeah she straight up was just like i cannot tell you anything about uh, that character that's like how like, <laughs> that's like how taika watiti asked natalie portman if she wanted she to be, wanted in, to be in a star wars, wars movie, movie. <laughs> it's just like, Bro, did you see? okay i never noticed fat short gungan uh, wait what Where? he's right there in the front short it's stack gungan short <laughs> only short queens for this gungan i do like the idea of this world though being like there are two on this planet, there are two cultures and they have to live symbiotically. Yeah. Like, that's a cool idea that this movie doesn't have time for. Well, because there's 18 other different plots that we have to get to that none of which are even going to be touched on. And the, okay, he did the thing. <laughs> Qui-Gon liked that. He went, he went, now that's a Gungan. <laughs> like it's just so weird also like i don't know you can kind of tell that like some of the actors had a very hard time acting to the cgi like you know i think jar jar yeah. is maybe the one exception but like where it's like they you could tell there was an actor there but like him looking at the gungan or at boss nass it's just like oh my god well and imagine like natalie portman and Kira knightley are pretty new into acting you mcgregor like they've had some roles by this jake lloyd this is his first time yeah so like Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would Man. imagine it's pretty difficult. Well, no, I mean, like Liam Neeson, like, you know, a seasoned actor at this point, like, you know, going like, yes, he just did the weird raspberry with his face. I'm so happy. Like what? I would be confused. Well, he's just looking 20 years into his future and seeing that all he has to do are like dad action movies that come out in January. Oh and he's gosh. like, ah, who cares? I'll just give up now. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is that they made Taken. That was a pretty unique like action movie like that kind of started its own subgenre and then it was like taken two that was awful and then taken three that was just a ripoff of the fugitive and then they did every other liam neeson action movie that was just kind of taken like non-stop and so, then it was like uh what, what was the other one it was like a walk amongst the tombstones yeah that one outside of harris that was not one of the worst ones. actually the, one of the Cult better pursuit. ones there's one out now the gray actually was pretty good yeah, because, oh, like, yeah I heard it was good him versus the, the wolves and dude i will say the ending of that movie is awesome like that's an awesome movie 
Um, but anyway, back to a, a not so awesome movie, Phantom Menace. Uh, I actually <laughs> going to keep reeling us back in. When I was in high school, I did really like Liam Neeson dad action movies. Yeah, I understand same. it. I think, yeah, I think what was the, the last... one we watched together that one time? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's the one where he has amnesia. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, that one is. Uh, um, Oh, I know Rem- which one you're talking about. Unknown. Unknown. Yeah. Unknown. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all right. I, I think the last one I saw was the one where he was on the train. Uh, commuter, maybe? Yeah, the yeah. commuter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That one wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah, it's fine. So, before, oh, I've talked about my, my favorite movies a couple of times, uh, particularly this episode. But before Inception was my favorite movie, it was taken before that understandable uh yeah i was that's much a younger. very fun movie but I, I wanted to mention this a couple minutes ago when you were saying it uh taken two was so bad i never saw any of the others after it, uh, it, it fair. <laughs> so in my head there's only one taken and it's a great movie I and love, it was never like copied and pasted uh three more times at all i love how the hologram sways back and forth it's so funny <laughs> what's so funny to me is it sways back and forth and for a second if you're like not quite if you're us and you're not quite paying attention you go what's going on well, yeah, and then it backs up to reveal four weird legs instead of instead of someone just well, carrying it or talking ab- about him here, by the way this was the first shot in the first ever like the trailer teaser, right? yeah and it was just them coming out of the fog and i remember roger ebert and uh, gene siskel actually did like a review on the phantom menace trailer they were excited for it i find that so amazing sorry alex go ahead Oh, no, you're fine. I was just going to bring up a one of the issues I, I have with Star Wars. Uh, really, like, in the, the, original, the originals did this, too. But, like, all of the holograms are built purely for uh, perspective. And I say issue. Not really an issue because it makes sense from, like, a cinematic standpoint. Mm. But, like, if you think about it, like, it's it's if you always just try to think about the other side of the hologram, what is that person doing? And a, a, a the Emperor is a. It reminded me of that, but a, a lot of time, what I think about is Vader specifically when he puts his hands on his hips. Oh on, yeah, the well, the yeah. But like those guys are looking down at a small Vader. Yeah, and Vader's looking at up at them from the hologram. Right, so what is huge? Vader doing on his side? <laughs> yeah, is it just screens or are they huge? <laughs> yeah, but like all of the movies do this, so like I can't really fault it. But like every time I see a hologram, that's all I can think about. I completely <laughs> it's just, understand. It's so weird. I completely understand. Uh, I also love that they had to do their stupid little flashlight thing to be yeah. like, "Are we good to start <laughs> doing our our attack?" Gonna- I also just kind of love that the the Naboo fight, the Gungan fight. Did Infinity War rip this off? <laughs> no. It, By having a huge battle with like, you know, like a like a tribe of people, all of which have like holograms, shields and spears. No, and like a because, big force field. Because this wasn't the first to do it either. But like you, you think of like how just blank both of those environments are. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's because it's entirely CG. It's just right. Like, <laughs> we cannot make this too complex. <laughs> it's just that one of those is like a Windows Vista location and we, the other is gray so if if you were watching this movie alex and, a, and an edit were to happen uh that was not fitting of the movie uh and like you know uh everything's the exact same but then when uh the tanks come over the hill you hear the little windows 
Clippy pops up. What you, <laughs> you read my mind <laughs> when he said that. All it's I could like, think was, "It looks like you need help with invading the it, Naboo." It looks like you're trying to tax someone. <laughs> Would you like help outside of the Federation? It is. What's interesting about this movie, go as we boys. get into the the Gungans, and we're done. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> Can I imagine being that guy? <laughs> just, just like. Eh, I mean, it's he dies, the porkins of this movie. Go he, ahead. he dies before he gets shown up by a like six year old. I think I think he had the good <laughs> death. I think he lived without shame. Um, <laughs> what were you saying? I'm sorry. No. So we're about to get this. We're about to get uh, the air battle, which is like fighter pilots versus droids. We're about to get the ground battle, which is uh, Gungans versus droids. This is the only Star Wars movie that does not have some type of storm or clone trooper. And I think there's a oh, lot of true. like. There's a lot of fan service and Easter egg, especially on Tatooine in this movie. But I think it's really cool that they held off on that for a movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, too, if anything, the look, in concept, I appreciate the fact that this movie is very different from the original Star Wars. Like, for the most part, is, like, pretty different. I think, I think Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith kind of... Also, man, I love the droid carrier ships. I have that Lego. That form. is awesome. I always wanted it as a Lego, but they were always like way too much money. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, I could do that. But have the you, rent. Have you all seen the one that's like a mini fridge or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah it, like, it like stores it? your, yeah, oh, it dispenses yeah, yeah. your Coke cans or whatever. Oh, yeah. And you had like little <laughs> toppers for them that were the droid heads. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was like, we're having guests out tonight. Bring out the fine china. And the mean was just that. <laughs> And meanwhile, the Gungans go, what you all don't know is we have a secret. And then Abomino comes over the horizon. <laughs> the gigantic droid that only needs moisture. I watched <laughs> I watched that episode of droids. Abomino is a lot less cool once you see the episode. Oh, yeah. But it's the fact that like he can grow. He can still grow and grow and grow and grow. He and does have funny. an astromech harem, though, which is pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, me I meant to mention that. I just didn't. <laughs> no, so... Oh, shoot. I was. Oh, yeah, Alex, can I say a slightly embarrassing story of us in middle school? <laughs> slightly, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this going to be trauma? Anyway. Actually, wait, actually is, no. I will, is it something that's going to make me feel bad? <laughs> I will wait and I will, I'll tell you about it off mic because it could also apply to, uh, to the next movie. So I'll wait. Oh, okay. All okay. Right, all, right, all right. I think that's okay. Cause like, I don't want to, I don't want to like rob the, the podcast and the audience of this story. So fun fact. But also I'm worried. <laughs> so it's just a little bit of sizzle. <laughs> so fun fact with uh Darth Maul right there. What I love is that when they opened the doors, no one actually knew that Ray Park was going to be on the other side of it. Oh, really? And so when he shows up in full makeup, they all were legitimately scared. And that was the actual looks on their faces. Um, of, That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. Super nostalgia with this movie is a... Oh, yeah. Oh, so we're, we're getting to the good part. It, <laughs> Here it is, guys. Here it is at the end. Um, this is what we've been waiting for. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's really cool, too, I had a coin bank when I was a kid. I had two of them. One was C-3PO and R2-D2, and R2-D2 would push in the coin, um, and C-3PO would talk. But then the other one was a droidica, and every time you put in a coin, it would do the little like shimmy with the blasters and would do... Bow, 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 and it was so much fun. 
I loved it. That was You're like right. a little beat you got going on there. Right. We are getting to the good part because Anakin has entered his his uh, fighter. Anakin so can, has entered the fight. We can get to the <laughs> best part of this uh, this little uh, finale. Him in space accidentally <laughs> achieving things. Let's do a flip. That's a cool trick. <laughs> Which, in theory could work if he wasn't accidentally doing this stuff. If he was actually succeeding at taking out droids, sure, cool. It's Star Wars. It's a fantasy. I can buy it. But the fact that he just like, what does this button do? Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> it's the fact it's, that he talks about. It's a little too convenient. Yeah, like, like if he mentioned how similar it was to like being to like pod racing or something. Yeah, and it's if like, only there was a line like that. Yeah, and it's like, look, yeah. If we, only he said something like, "Now this is pod racing." <laughs> now this is pod racing. Man, I love this entire fight. Man, oh, that's so good. I love Toad from the first X-Men movie. I love Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. I, I was talking to Alex about that before. I was like, it is so weird that Ray Park has played three characters, all of which are some kind of acrobat silent warrior. Like, <laughs> it's so weird to me. He has a skill. Hello, this is editing Caleb coming in. And yes, I don't usually edit these commentary tracks. However, I uh, am about to say something on the track that is not true, and uh, I fact-checked myself later, and I didn't want to spread any misinformation, so I'm just going to talk over it right here, right now. You can enjoy my voice for another six seconds or so before we get back to making goofs and gaffs about Jar Jar Binks. Okay, this is my only favorite Jar Jar moment, is him stepping on the droid and it accidentally doing the blaster. And instead of him just, you know, picking up the blaster, he just keeps beating it around with his foot and going, <laughs> it's it's actually really cool. The it's fact like, that he like one shots a droid to cut to. <laughs> yeah, not even a Jedi could do that. <laughs> It's a comedy of errors with our man Jar Jar. And I, as a kid, loved it. I remember my mom, I just was trying to describe to her the entire Gungan versus droid battle one time. And she just had to stop while doing the dishes. And it's like, Caleb, you can tell me one more thing about this movie and then you have to stop. <laughs> wow. Can I be honest with you? I sometimes wish Sarah would do that to me. Because sometimes, sometimes, I, I, Sarah is the light of my life. She is my best friend. I love her more than anything. I absolutely know that every single time I start going on about Batman or Star Wars for just a little too long, she's like, Steven, we're going to move on. And like, I can feel it. And I'm just like, let me finish this point. Like, I, <laughs> like let me just finish. Oh, so I'm you're at. saying she does say that to you. No, but I get the vibe you well need... enough to where I'm just like, all oh, right, I need to stop. Sarah is so sweet. You need to tell her <laughs> that she has that out, <laughs> that she can say that. To I you. have several times. <laughs> okay. But she is so nice that she just doesn't. Like, and so now it's too nice. <laughs> it's now it's on me to be like, I'm gonna stop. Like, because yeah, no, I I definitely have moments like that with Destiny. I completely. If I, yeah. if Guys, I start... we're nerds. I hate to break it to you. No, no. Well, and, and it's like it's one of these things where Destiny usually finds it charming, but you know, there's a limit. <laughs> there's absolutely a limit. Sarah loves my passion. Sarah just doesn't like concentrated bursts of my passion that last up to four hours of me talking <laughs> about the same freaking thing. Listen, y'all. Steven, if... I love you, but I think everyone's kind of. <laughs> 
You I'm know what? Saying. Come to think of it, <laughs> I though. I don't mean that personally. I just mean, like, that's kind of a general thing. <laughs> Maybe like, I shouldn't have described it as, con uh, like, concentrated <laughs> blasts of my passion that last over four hours, because those do happen occasionally, and they're very fun, but at the same time... <laughs> I mean, y'all are friends with me. Y'all know... Y'all know... Yeah, you're about to be to your friend. Y'all know... <laughs> 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 Ranking all three O's of Star Wars again. <laughs> Alex, you keep referencing stuff that we either weren't recording I know, for so or... many things that, were, that we talked about before the episode and not on it. <laughs> um, sorry, I completely forgot what he I He said I depend oh, on the sorry, day, Caleb. so... No, no, that's fine. It's a movie thing that distracted me. Oh, okay. Uh, that shot of just Ewan in front of like the glowing light, terrible shot. What an awful shot. Yeah, okay, but real quick... They did come out with this scene in Lego form. Yeah. Like more recently. And I was just like, oh my gosh, oh, cool. Yeah, I really want it. Although I have my Darth Maul and Ahsoka at the throne of uh, Mandalore and I feel pretty good about it. So Yay. yeah, I finally have that. It's going to my desk at work. This Dude, is that was the one that got me back into Legos. This is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. I was about to say, this is the best moment in the fight. Because you see the panic in Obi-Wan, you see the calmness in Qui-Gon, and you see the rage in Maul. And in that moment, I'm like, you have done more character building with no dialogue than you have for the last two acts. Yeah. And I cannot believe that it took that of George Lucas just going, maybe they shouldn't talk for a second. And it's like, oh, now you're thinking that? Like, I've been being force-fed, like, everything in this movie for the past, like, two hours. My God force fed like these like like a, like these anakin balls are about a force feed charge <laughs> wow i thought you were going a much different direction with that and i mean i wanted the tone to be a different direction but i wanted there to be enough ambiguity that you couldn't call me on it <laughs> can i just say okay when did halo came out 2001 right yeah I know they probably had the idea for plasma grenades, but do you think when they saw this movie, they were like, ah, crap. They do look they, shockingly like well, plasma it's grenades. It's the goo quality to it as well. You know, that it's just like, because with sticky grenades, it always felt like when they stuck, it was like this plasma kind of like onto people. Yeah. And here it's the same thing because it's like, that. Like. Honestly, you watch the slapstickness of this all. There's a little bit of an Indiana Jones quality to Especially it. Especially with him if, hanging off the if tank you right now. replace the music of like bum, of this bum, with bum, 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 Yeah. Put yeah. A, put it would a be much different. Put a fedora on these Gungans and everyone will go <laughs> wild. Get off of my plane. <laughs> anyway. Um, no ticket. <laughs> no I, uh, man, I really, uh, love the idea of Jar Jar being played by Harrison Ford and like, you know, him oh. being like, I'm so excited to come back to this trilogy and just do mocap. I thought you were going to say <laughs> Indiana Jones played by Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar Jones and the Misa Seeks. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Uh, I saw a shirt. So I, I've been trying to like get better with like my style and stuff recently and like any t-shirts I have, like I've gotten rid of most of my old, like ratty t-shirts that are cool but are like faded um and i've been trying to get like nice t-shirts to have when i actually wear things and some of them are just like ridiculous that i want they have a tie-dye one with rogue from the 90s x-men series on it and i'm like i want that and then the second one is a tie-dye shirt and it's yellow and they have jar jar writing 
one of those things, uh, the one of the weird horse things, and him holding like one of the shiny like fluorescent balls at the very end. And I just want it just to have Jar Jar on a shirt. <laughs> like I need it. This is also just a really good way. Sorry, Stephen. No, you're fine. Yeah. It was not important whatsoever. Go ahead. This is just a really good way of figuring out mechanically how to separate Obi Wan to where Qui Gon yeah. could get killed. And. It rhymes with how Obi-Wan dies. Kind of. Like, not not one-to-one, but it's it's a close enough parallel. Very true. There's also something so Sith about the way he bops him in the nose, his big nose. And it feels like like a cheap move. Yeah. And I think that really plays into his character really well. I think it also just pisses off Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like I love that, and I love to. I love to looking at these two, and like even though in the context of the movie it's a little bit different, like wow, they are piling up droid bodies. And uh, <laughs> if let me just say, if these were not droids, this would not be PG. Um, the point being is like I love that looking at Obi Wan and Maul and loving what I love about their dynamic going forward. I love seeing that this is the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh my gosh, and from that moment on, Obi Wan would be like, yep. Not going to let you do this again. And then Marl's just trying to crawl back up after his defeat. I love that. It's like the first real instance of uh, Maul's arrogance. Absolutely. As he like starts to just taunt him. Absolutely. That's kind of why I love Maul is that like, I don't, I I don't love him as in like, he's such like a good guy. Like, no, he's an, he's an evil, evil person. (laughs) Yes, exactly. In the same way, Walter White is a compelling character. It's very compelling to read like Maul's stuff, even in Legends, which in Legends, he's just like a bloodthirsty monster still. And holds up. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty consistent. Padme has gotten a lot to do in this movie. Um, And that's more so than Anakin. More so than Anakin. Yeah. Because Anakin is a child. But for the majority of this movie, you think she's probably just going to be like, the girl character but no she she's like more active than leia is in a lot of the a lot of the original trilogy and like i still really like leia i think leia has a lot of her own strengths and stuff um but i do think it, it gives it's one more thing that this these movies are able to do that the originals weren't and i do want to try to give this movie credit I would agree. However, I will say I think that Padme eventually falls more into that girl character role. I mean, like she kind of like, trust me, the uh, like two thirds of uh, for me, at least like the whole I'm going to I'm going to call it her. I'm a senator phase in Attack of the Clones because every single time she goes, no, Anakin, I can't do anything. I'm a senator. That's why I wear this extremely revealing dress around you all the time. All the time because nothing can happen whatsoever because I'm a senator. You're slut shaming. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Oh, uh, no. We've but had racism I, in this episode. We've had sexism. <laughs> no, no. I get what you're saying, Stephen. Are you saying she's asking for it? Um, no. I'm saying she's giving mixed <laughs> messages. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I I think the character definitely goes downhill. In a way where Leia's character kind of gets stronger in a lot of ways. Yeah. Padme's yeah. definitely goes downhill, but I think this and the, and you know, the scene where she's fighting alongside them in the arena does go a long way to establish her as a cool character. Yeah. But then I think about episode three and like most of her 
scenes are literally her looking over a balcony. Oh, yeah, no. Episode, she straight up does what Cersei did three. in the entire <laughs> final season of Game of Thrones, just looking over a balcony. It got waiting paid for stuff to happen. Several mil- million less than Lena Headey did. Oh, my God. Very, well, very true. <laughs> Every time in the last season of that, like, I saw Cersei, I was like, yeah, get your money, girl. <laughs> Look, it's like poetry. It's like it rhymes. By the way, in the behind the scenes, talking about the uh, it's like poetry, it rhymes line, he starts talking to them about, well, yeah, he blows up the generator, so it's kind of like Luke building up the Death Star, but it's a little bit different. I don't know. You know, it's like poetry, it rhymes. And he makes this face, this shrug afterwards that's like, I don't know. I hope you believe that. <laughs> like, that's I, true. I hope you believe it because I don't. Like, he's like, <laughs> George Lucas is not a man to sell stuff confidently. <laughs> Oh, he love... can sell stuff, but he does not sell it confidently. No, not at all. <laughs> I love the fact that he is just... I love this, too. This is what I mean. You don't have to talk all the time in a movie like this because Maul is just slashing at him going, go ahead, get back up, see what happens. And then meanwhile, he just became the master that Anakin needs. Like, bam, done, in half, to be dead until we bring him back. I can't... Yeah, I was about to say, I can't wait for him to be dead forever. Uh... <laughs> Gosh, I also oh. I love that he dies because he's so amazed amazed by the sick jump that Obi Wan just did in front yeah. of him. <laughs> Which he like learns. His last look is I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> Which he learns and then uses against Anakin in Episode Three. Which I do find that to be an interesting kind of through line I didn't think about before. Yeah, it, that's one of those oh, where... You look beautiful, Obi-Wan. Sorry. Yeah. I've always wanted to tell you that. Liam Neeson he, is he, acting he, his heart out here. He looks at Obi-Wan <laughs> and he says, you don't, you don't need... You can do your own research. Don't let them see your identification papers. Don't... <laughs> you can... It's all... <laughs> Listen, they give you the vaccine so that you don't become a ghost. <laughs> Yoda's on my side. He's just too scared to tell anyone. <laughs> I think I made a joke about it in one of the uh, one of the earlier episodes, but I said something like, "It's okay. I'll become a Force Ghost now, any minute, any minute." Oh God, it just hurts! Like he's just dying, like for real. Um, I think something that does speak to you, uh, to the real world. Nothing bad is really going to happen to these guys. Like, they're not going <laughs> to yeah. go to jail. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see them again later, and they're going to be in some form of power, and then they're going to get slaughtered. Spoilers. Yes, eventually something bad will happen to them. And you, young but... Skywalker. <laughs> but not for at least, like, four hours worth of content. Yes. I love Palpatine looks so happy, because he's just like, yes, the boy that I conceived using the Force is here. Slap him on the shoulder like a good stepdad. Tell him some ominous thing. Look at the center. I'm going to run for chancellor. Bye-bye now. Hey, guys, take a good look at that black Jedi, because you might think that's Mace Windu. It's not. That is not Mace Windu. <laughs> that never. is not Samuel L. Jackson. Never referenced again. <laughs> well, you'll see it again, Alex. If well, you no, it's that. isn't it like it's, it's, it is Mace Windu. It's just Sam... Jackson couldn't show up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he looks nothing like him. <laughs> yeah. He's just another bald black man. <laughs> I feel like if he had Matthew McConaughey in a role, and then he couldn't come in one day, and they were like, "Owen Wilson was on set," and it's just like it's, <laughs> it's kind of okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, I'm Matthew Why McConaughey. Is that such yeah, a perfect comparison. Wow. Because Sarah right. thought that they were one person. 
Wait, really? <laughs> Matthew yes. McConaughey and Owen Wilson? Sarah thought... My wonderful girlfriend, Sarah, who once again is the light of my life and a very intelligent person, except for when it comes to differentiating hey, no, actors. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's her Martin, cool. it's her Malcolm McDowell and Terrence Stamp. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair. I've done it earlier in this episode. Yeah, I'll make fun of her. <laughs> no, the point is she thought Owen Wilson and Matthew McConaughey were the same person for a while. And she also thought that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was two different people, one being named Dwayne Johnson, no. the other one being named The Rock, and The Rock was Vin Diesel. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. And I was like, you've got to be kidding right. me. And she was like, no, I so actually many thought of, that. So many of these I can understand. I might have to make fun of her for that next yeah, time I d- see thank her. Thank you, please. <laughs> so, I okay, but this is, I love this where it's just like, you know. the rock diesel. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just, I love this that it's like, so in the established lore, like, later is that obi-wan really was okay with like jedi having relationships he was okay with these things and it's like he wanted to push agendas in the council to challenge like the order but the order is so about what they follow that even during his funeral of course anakin asked a question a child would ask what's going to happen to me these two were just like what does this mean about the future what does this mean about the future and it's like you know who's actually doing the morning anakin and Dooku at this time. He's yeah. doing it by himself privately because he's looking at your order and saying this will bring nothing but chaos. I actually think that all of the extended lore around the prequels has made me appreciate them so much more. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's a lot absolutely there's a lot of fertile ground here um that gets expanded on in different things and I think definitely helps out. The song here goes so hard very yeah triumphant. it's awesome it's like you got the drums and everything i love his little padawan haircut um also where is it there's a there's a really there's another really creepy looking uh jedi that's on the platform <laughs> there he is hey. oh yeah that guy has an arc <laughs> in clone wars i i saw a tiktok last night uh talking about this song actually it's funny that i saw it so soon or so closely to this but uh this song if you like break it break it down to its like roots uh it shares a lot of the same notes as the emperor's theme from return of the jedi oh that's so cool yeah (laughs) and like the the tiktok played them like back to back and like you could hear like the despite the fact that they are completely different songs you can hear how they kind of flow into each other really well it's kind of like uh they do the and it's over all right, <laughs> we do we do a little, and it's over. They they did um no that they did a similar thing in uh, Batman v Superman where uh, the Man of Steel theme is just Lex Luthor's theme is just the Man of Steel theme slowed down and played differently. Hmm. And so it's like wow, that's really thematic. I love that the DJ that the uh, not the DJ that the compo- <laughs> that, wow how twenty twenty three of me. I love that the composer put more thought into this movie than the director. Um, DJ so, Johnny Bill. DJ. Um, well, that was the Phantom Menace, everyone. It was. It sure was. Sure was. Final thoughts, Alex? Yeah, still pretty good. All right. Well, that wraps up another commentary for here. At <laughs> Caleb, does, Caleb doesn't get him. <laughs> oh, no. What I was going to say is this is probably the least I've paid attention to a movie that we've done for the podcast. Absolutely. Because uh, what is there to pay attention to outside of the action scenes? Exactly. That's... Guys, who is the protagonist? Uh, look, I think that's a valid question. It like, is. No, yeah, it because is. Because here's the thing is like, 
I don't know with, when it comes to this movie, that's the big problem is just like, it doesn't feel focused. It, this movie in particular out of the three, I think is the least focused, at least like in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is very focused. In the second one, you have your A plot and you have your B plot and that's it. And I really appreciate that. Because in this one, you got your A plot, which leads to your B plot, that leads to your C plot, that relates back to the A plot, that needs to sum up the B plot. And it's just, it's so much that ground you have to cover, but that by the time you circle back to the point you were trying to make, you completely forget what point you were trying to make. And not in like an interesting, subversive kind of way. This was fun, though. It was. Yeah, I think it was. This was a very fun commentary. I, think, I, I really think... enjoyed this one. Let's all, uh, where can the good people find you? You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Alex Bryson or on twitch.tv slash st3phe underscore. The underscore is important, unlike the French. <laughs> so just going to drive this one home. I needed to hit a fifth time. And here is my dead horse. Four, four is, is not a good number bat? for the bits. I have, to, I have to do either three or five. <laughs> <laughs> there is no in between. There is a minimum order quantity. Uh, yes, hi, everyone. You can find me at Stephen Weeben, spelled S-T-E-E-B-E-N-W-E-E-B-E-N on Instagram. And you can also find me at Stephen on YouTube. Caleb? Hi, I'm Caleb from Caleb from the Real World. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube. From there, you can find my litany of other podcasts, Hot Trash Unlimited, The Snub Club, and All New 52. Until then, y'all can reach out to us at Star Wars Therapy Podcast at gmail.com or leaving us a review, preferably of the five-star uh, variety, just like this was a five-star movie, right, boys? That's mm-hmm. right. Five out of five stars. So join us next time when we talk about Star Wars. And, and life. life.